Hey, listener, what's up? Thank you for pressing play. This week on the Jock and Nerd Podcast, we cover a bunch of Spider-Man movie-related news, both from the MCU and Sony, reveal how many post-credit scenes are in Ant-Man and the Wasp, and find out if the new Red Band Predator trailer gives us any hope that this movie will actually be good. Plus, a full spoiler review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, a movie about volcanoes and auctions, and there's dinosaurs in it. All that and more in this edition of the Jock and Nerd Weekly for Thursday, June 28th, 2018. Check. Check one. All right. This is for all you fans out there. Let's give it up. Jock it. Be nerdy. Be funny. Disturb it. Jock it. Be nerdy. Be spoiler alert. That's right, what's up? Hello, listener. Thanks for joining us, and welcome to the Chalk and Air Podcast. We're giving you your weekly gig fix of comic book and superhero TV and movie news, reviews, and whatever we choose. Chalk and Nerd! My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the jock. He's the nerd. And right over there is a guy that, due to several restraining orders, can't go 500 feet uh, near Sesame Street or its surrounding areas. He is not allowed. Of course, I'm talking about really rug boy. What's up, rugs? Waka waka flocka. But you ever going to settle your beef with, with Fozzie Bear so they can uh, remove these restraining orders? Hey, listen, and- I'm the fucking funniest puppet that there is. I agree. Sorry. Fozzie Bear took your stick and like cleaned it up and did like a yeah. Brian Regan, like I'm not going to swear, but he stole all your jokes, man. Yeah. So, uh... <laughs> it's never going to be over. It's just, just going to continue till the end of time. It's fine. Restitution will be made. If you're a new listener, you're probably really confused. But really, Rugboy is a puppet. He's an actual felty American. Uh, I shit you not. Uh, check out the show notes for this episode. Jockinerd.com slash 227. You will find links to everything we're going to talk about in this episode. All the news, all the reviews, and time codes. You see the title. We're going to do our Jurassic Park Fallen Kingdom spoiler review. Maybe you just want to jump. Jurassic World, you son Oh, I wrote this wrong, man. See, yeah, I did. was hoping that it would be as good as one of the Jurassic Parks, but it's not. Anyways, not, a chance. not even close. Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. If you want to just jump to the review, look in your, in your podcast app, tap the picture, or go to the show notes, and you'll see exactly the time you've got to scrub through. But I wouldn't do that because you're gonna miss a lot of like inside jokes and callbacks. Yeah, don't do that we shit. Do that. Make sure you uh, change that. To- oh, you did. Just I just did. Refresh your notes. Also, if you're a new listener, you guys, I I know two things about this new listener right away. They have very good taste in podcasts, and they are looking for high quality audio entertainment. Which uh, you're gonna have to keep looking. Well, you're not gonna get that here, listener. Ah. But I'll tell you where you can get it. Ah. <laughs> this guy. He's very pleased with himself. <laughs> That's my peewee. I'll tell you where you can find high quality audio entertainment. Stitcher's premium app on uh, the Stitcher app. They got premium content. Hey, you know what? I'll give you a free month. Go check it out. Just visit stitcher.com slash premium. Use the promo code nerd and you're going to get a free month of Stitcher and find actual high quality audio entertainment. I'm kidding you guys. This is this is entertainment, right? For some people, it's yeah. audio. 
and I'm high yeah. as a kite. So that's good enough. There you go. High quality audio entertainment. <laughs> All right, dude. All right. Let's do it. Let's get to the <laughs> what, what the fuck are you saying? Yeah, what this is a weird open. Expect nothing but a weird open. What have you forgot? What fucking podcast you're on, fellas? Uh, let's start. Well, we got a whole bunch of Spider-Man news this week. I'm very, I'm very geek boner. Geeka the boner. They give me the geek of the boner. Uh, let's start with the adorable Tom Holland. He's adorable. Adorably accidentally revealing the title for the next Spider-Man movie. Oh shit! Uh, have you guys seen? He did it on his Instagram. It's it's not an accident. You don't think it was an accident? No, no, it's, he's nah, playing. It's in, planned out. Come he's, on, Imran. Right, he's like, playing I, into. He's playing into the fact that he keeps getting called out for revealing spoilers. Yeah. I so think it's smart of them to be that. like, "All right, dude, you're going to be our guy to spoil this." Anyways, he's like, "Oh, I'm at the Comic Con and I just got the script for Spider Man Two, and he holds up his iPad, and on there it says Spider Man Far From Home." Geek boner. The sequel is Drew Barrymore in this the, movie. The, 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 was that a Drew Barrymore movie? Was was yeah. that the one with Adam Sandler and the Red Sox uh, winning? It's a different movie. I get all the Drew Barrymore movies confused. What do you got? Like, first of all, Far From Home. So obviously they're running with this home theme. First one, Spider-Man Homecoming. Far From Home. I think they like to use the little spider thing in the in the O, <laughs> their logo. Uh, but what do you guys think of the name? We thought it was going to be Spider-Man Field Trip. I, I, this is a little more creative than Field Trip. I think they're just trying to use the word home and everything. Yes, they will be using the word home in every Spider-Man title. What could the, possibly the next one be? Well, it could be like uh, Miles from Homesick. Homework. Homework. Oh, Spider-Man Homework. Spider-Man uh, homie, homie Don't Play That. Yeah. You know what? Boss Logic. You guys know Boss Logic. That guy is sick. He does awesome fan artwork. Uh, That's right. He, he made a poster for Far From Home. That was really awesome. It was like Spider-Man standing on an alien planet and the and the symbiote was starting to go on him. I was like, that's awesome. But he had he made one for a third movie and it was Spider-Man's leg and Miles Morales's leg. And the title was Spider-Man Homies. I was like, that's not bad. That could be fun. That could be funny, but they're doing that already animated, right? Uh, well, yeah, they're doing Into the Spider-Verse. Anthony, do you, yeah. does this title mean anything to you at all? Does it matter? It just confirms what the, we were being told that was reported is that he's probably going to be in Europe. Correct. Kevin Feige has and confirmed They're switching up locations. Yes. For this. So yeah. He's already been in Europe for Civil well, War. Yeah, he, already, he was true. the first Spidey to leave uh, New York. But it was a fucking airport parking yeah, lot. He didn't really get to in Europe. enjoy yeah. Berlin. <laughs> Sometimes that's all you get, uh, folks. Visually, not all that uh, involved. Kind of could have been anywhere. I guess. Yeah. yeah. Could have been anywhere. Look, Feige has confirmed this is the title. So I guess, like you said, it's it wasn't a mistake. But he also said there's multiple meanings. What do you think these meanings are? For, for the obvious one, he's it's a European field trip far from home. But uh, we know this movie takes place after Avengers 4. And technically, right now, Spider-Man's dust. He is pretty far from home. He's dusted. He uh, his ashes are all over spread Titan. all over Titan and little tiny. We need a Deadpool and a shop vac to suck him up. So what other meanings could we infer from far from home? Anybody? Got anything? Maybe he, he he's even though he's on a trip in Europe, he has to go even further somewhere else, like maybe into outer space. Well, he's been in space. Yeah. Or another dimension. Metaphor and metaphorically, like he's far from home from where he started, like he was a newcomer. But now maybe he's got to step up and he's a bigger hero in the in the in public opinion 
I feel like we're like reading into this way too much. <laughs> like who gives a Stupid shit? Kevin really? Feige said it's uh, multiple meanings. Like people are free. Only people like you are freaking out about. Oh this my episode. god! Well, I freak out about everything. Super Spider-Man fan. Yes, let's freak out about this next thing, which is not. It's just a report. It's of a developing movie. Sony and Amy Pascal apparently developing a movie for Silk to expand their Spider Sony verse that doesn't have Spider-Man. Uh, I still don't think I don't know if uh, Peter Parker is going to have a cameo in Venom, but this silk is kind of interesting because it diversifies your character. It's the first Korean American heroine, and she's a very new character. Uh, Rugs, do you like the silk? Because it's a, uh, invented by your favorite. I really writer. don't know. I I don't really know a lot about it because it's a Dan Slot thing, so I haven't read a lot of Correct. silk. Uh, but the idea of it makes more sense than a Venom movie because it's it. She gets. She doesn't ever have to meet Spider Man, but yeah, she's bitten by the same spider as Spider Man, yes. and they can allude to that some way without actually having Spider Man there. Well, they could do a lot of clever things. Anthony, are you familiar with Silk at all? I know who she is, but other than her being bitten by the same spider, I think she came out of the uh, storyline with the Watcher. It it was before um, Spider Verse and after, it, but it was like the uh, where the Watcher like all his secrets were. Oh, that's right. Um, a lot or uh, exposed, so everything came out. And that's where like Peter had, realized. Yeah. So Thor had a, had or there's female Thor right, and all this right, other right. Crap. Uh, Silk is Cindy Moon. She's a Korean American, and she was bitten after the spider bit Peter when he was uh, in high school. It crawled off and bit her. Her powers are similar, but they're a little bit different. Her spider sense is a better. Uh, she uh, she has a photographic memory, like she remembers everything. And then the weirdest thing in the comic book was when the two met, they were really sexually attracted to each other, like right away. They just they wanted to mate. Every time they were near each other, they just start making out. It was hilarious. So. They try to stay away from each other, but her, her her spider sense is a little bit stronger. Now, we've seen Cindy Moon in the MCU already. She was in Spider-Man Homecoming. There was a character named Cindy. Oh, no kidding. Yep, and I don't know if they gave her last name in the cast, in the cast list. She may be Cindy Moon. It was, a, it was an Asian girl, and she was playing character. I'm like, it's Cindy Moon. That's Silk. So... Uh, here's the fun thing they could do is if... That would be... Don't they not meet for a while, or, or you're... She's like in uh like in like uh in a jail or something, isn't yes, she? Isn't she, she like Ezekiel? Remember Ezekiel from when yeah. the spider totem guy? He locks her away because like the weavers and Moreland. So, but that doesn't make sense that she's in homecoming. It makes more sense that they start here, like with her being you know confined in some kind of underground base. So she may not be the, and the... she doesn't even know where she came from. Yeah. But you can all point back to the fact that she got bit by the same so Peter, spider. So like she's locked in this box literally for a decade and Peter frees her and then like Moreland and the Weavers and they find her and, and now she's in danger. But now she's out and about and she works at the Bugle and she's like a reporter also. Here's the fun thing they could do. They haven't shown us uh, the Tom Holland's origin of Spider-Man yet. Well, nobody wanted to see it. Nobody wanted to, to see it right now. What if in the Silk movie you f- do a flashback to her origin and you see Tom Holland get bit, and then you see her get bit, and that's the only cameo. And her story goes on from there. That could be kind of fun. I don't know. Well, if they don't have a Spider-Man in Venom, they're not going to do it here. Do you think he's going to show up in Venom? How are they going to? I don't. Can they? Jesus. Okay, look. I got to say this. I I like the idea of a Silk film. I don't like the idea of Sony doing it without Spider-Man involved. 
Yeah, yeah. Well, and we'll we'll get into why in this next news bit. You're not gonna like this next thing. No, um, I don't like this next one at this all. This one is more concrete than the silk thing. They just said, "Oh, we're gonna do a silk movie." Yeah, that, and to be fair, they they said they were gonna do a black silver black and black and, has silver been and black pushed movie, back. and it's been pushed pushed yes. back. And they said. Uh, Craven the Hunter, and they had all these other yeah, things. And, and if and when Venom bombs, because I'm predicting that right now, that movie's going to bomb. <laughs> oh, boy. I, I don't think they're going to be moving forward with a lot of these plans. Here's the movie. They're moving forward very quickly. They have a script, a director, and a star to starring in a Morbius movie, oh, which is another Spider-Man vampire character, Jared Leto. Oh, shit. Set to star as Morbius. He got to suck as the Joker. And now he's going to suck as Morbius. Boo. That was horrible. Sorry. It's a bad joke. As Morbius is a science vampire. Now. Okay. First of all, let's break this down. Uh, Jared Leto had a lot to live up to playing Joker. Worst Joker ever. This, I feel like, maybe more up his alley. He's a creepy looking motherfucker. He kind of looks like Morbius. And there's never been a version of Morbius on the screen. This guy's an Oscar-winning actor. He could bring some heft to this, just like Tom Hardy in Venom. What do you guys think? I don't have a problem no. with this movie yeah. as much as Anthony does. <laughs> um, it just seems like a little late because the vampire craze the vampire has been thing done, is done. Yeah, and it's going to be like an underworld. Like, yeah, I could see Jared Leto being like all in this, like you know, this goth type of you know uh, character and. With all the rock music and stuff. It's like a little late. So Morbius they could have done this maybe like 10 years when ago. When they made Blade. Morbius was supposed to be in the first Blade. There's an alternate ending. They were going to set that up there. Do you put Blade in this? Daniel Espinosa to direct. They don't have the rights to Blade. They can't do that. Oh, that's a good point. That's uh, not a Sony thing. What do you think, Anthony? Well, I read the des- description on this, and it seems like they're going the similar route to Venom. Where yeah. he yeah. is kind of a villain in the comics, but they're going to play him up as an, an anti-hero. Oh, the good old anti-hero. And it just seems like Sony is stuck in like the early 90s <laughs> in terms of like th- this playing up of an anti-hero thing where the villain is has this edge. It's like that plus the early 2000s of superhero filmmaking where they were taking the name of the, the character and that was it. Yep. And translating it on screen. Like this just seems so ass backwards to me. And un- until we see Venom and see how they until set up Venom bombs, yeah, yeah, you're not gonna know. And it's <laughs> we're not gonna know, but no, it's gonna bomb. You know, and whether is this is Venom gonna be? I don't even we know if it's R rated or PG thirteen. Will there be a Tom Holland cameo? How are they setting up this Spider Man less Spider Universe? Is this gonna work? They don't give a fuck. We're going ahead with the Morbius. Well, does Morbius need to be tied to Spider Man? Like Blade didn't need to be. Blade not, did not it. as much. Not at all. Yeah. As much, not yeah. at all as close to Ven- as Venom. Yeah, as Venom, like right? Silk. It needs to be Absolutely. tied somewhat. Yes. Venom definitely needs. Yes. So it's like these make more sense than the Venom movie, which they made. That's a good point. And that's so weird. Yeah, that's a good point. And Anthony, you're right. He is like Morbius was like originally a villain, but then he helps Spider-Man and he's like misunderstood. And so he does things his way. Sure sometimes. Oh. Yeah. So a lot of people may be like, oh, good. Now he won't make that goddamn Joker movie. Well, sorry. Uh, in Variety's coverage of this, they clear up any confusion about him, his future as the Joker. Variety's been told that Leto playing Morbius, quote, does not affect, unquote, him playing the Joker in the See, future. I'd rather see a Morbius movie from him than yes, a Joker movie. I 100% agree. Absolutely. Because Joker is a lot Loud to fucking both. live up to. 
I'm out on both. <laughs> Jared Leto, stop making. He doesn't he have tour with his fucking Thirty Seconds to Mars, or whatever the shitty band is. I, like, I, I, you know, he's won an Oscar. I didn't see that movie. What did he win for? Dallas, Dallas Buyers, Buyers Club. Club. Oh, I haven't seen. Played that a either. tranny. I haven't seen that. But the, the way the reports about him on set at Joker, yeah, they're it just so fucking uh, weird, pretentious and obnoxious and unnecessary. He's like, sending used condoms to your fucking cohort. Like, what the fuck it's are you so, doing? So, like, it's not, it's like shitty method acting. Yeah. Like, it's so pretend. Like, you don't need to do that. Relax, Jared Leto. It's a fucking movie. So, is he going to go around and just, like, start biting people? Biting on the people? Neck and, yeah. <laughs> He's going to hide in the is corner. He gonna, is he going to sh- carve his teeth into fangs? Imran, <laughs> dude. I don't know if they changed this for the cartoon, but they had him in the cartoon sucking blood with his hands. Oh, oh, he had suckers on his on his palms, right? Yeah, but in the comics, he uses his teeth like a regular vampire. He right? might have them on his hands too, which is really weird. I mean, he's a like it's a science based vampire, so he like fucked with his genetics and created so he could put suckers on his hands. I like that twist. It's different. It's not like your typical vampire lore, but you're right. I mean, Twilight's ruined it. They've done Underworld. The vampire thing was like 10 years ago. What's the best vampire movie you've seen in the past like 10 years? Man, I can't. I don't even know. I It's they haven't. I don't think they've made I it. Mean, if you say Twilight, I'll no, fucking unfriend you. Immediately. They haven't made a good vampire. There's movie. one called Byzantium that was really good. Oh, I have not seen that. And it's uh, a different. It's a completely different uh, kind of take on the vampires. Not completely. It's a, just a little different. But it's the way that they made it different was cool. I love when that happens. Like, I remember for a long time I was into all these the zombie movies that each one had a different uh, version of, you know, the undead and TV shows. Like, there was a British show that was really interesting. But every aspect. And then Walking Dead just kind of uh, oversaturated. <laughs> it yeah. killed it. Everything gets killed. But maybe he could bring vampires back. Bring them back. Ugh, we'll see. This fucking Sony spider universe until. They've been gone for like 10 years after the fucking Twilight debacle. Yeah. Oh god damn! Made Man. a ton of money. Where? Yeah, yeah. but, but sh- those movies were pretty bad. Werewolves and vampires. Ruined vampires used basically. to be cool until fucking Twilight. Thank you very much. Team Jacob was that a thing? Yeah. What is it? Team? Who's the other one? Who's the other asshole? Know. Was it Jacob? Fucking Edward Pattinson. Yeah, Kristen Robert Stewart, Pattinson. who has no personality. She's the dullest fucking person. And on- then the dude that oh. played the werewolf. Oh, uh, uh, Lautner. Taylor Lautner. Yeah. Where are the Shark people? Boy? Yeah. Kristen Stewart is not bad actress in some of the more recent things she's done, but in that movie, Taylor Lautner and Pattinson have like completely disappeared. Yeah, they're not. They're, yeah, they're not doing they're not, much. They're not doing anything. They're not doing anything. Uh, Pattinson would have made a good Morbius, I suppose, but they, that's because he was a fucking nah. Movie. Fuck oh, him. Fuck. Like okay, him. put Jared Leto or Pattinson. If you had, I would Gundy take Jared. Oh, Jared Leto. Okay, okay, let's not get ridiculous okay. here. Okay, yeah, come All on. Right. <laughs> well, I'm just taking a baseline. Now we know everywhere. Right. Like Jared Leto is like actually like attractive. You know, he's talented too. You he's would f- fuck Jared Leto over Pattinson? Absolutely. I'd hit it. Right. I'd hit it. Uh, Jared Leto looks like he does a ton of coke. He, I mean, he's very, he has that. Yeah. yeah, he has that anemic. He, has that, like, he almost looks like body. a chick, so I can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You squint your eyes hard enough. <laughs> he almost looks like a chick. <laughs> he's got that sexy crackhead body. It's he perfect. does. It's perfect for Morbius. Well, let me look up Pattinson. Robert Pattinson. Pattinson? Uh, look, like, okay, you dress them both up with wigs. I mean, you oh, saw God. him in the Dallas Buyers Club as a girl. Oh, I, I mean, okay. he, he looked very unattractive, okay. but still. If he shaves that beard off, I think uh, he could uh, he could be a good uh, female impersonator. Wow, he does look like a fucking ah, woman. He looks like he a looks ugly play. woman. Lito's Ooh. hot. A lot of girls like Lito, though. Oh, God. 
He remember he, he was in uh what was that show? Uh My So Called Life. He came from my so called life. He was in Fight Club too, right? Yeah. He yeah, he he was blonde and he played one of the, the waiters and he's then the guy that he bashes his face in because he wanted to feel better up. about yes. himself. And he loves it. He yeah, that's it. He's good in Fight Club. He's a talented actor given the right director and script and material. The Joker in Suicide Squad was giving him nothing. It's too much for him, and it's too much. And uh, he didn't know. Yeah, what he to do tried. With it. He was. He was like that guy that just is just trying too hard. Absolutely, yeah. that is the trying too hard Joker. He, he like the new guy that like thinks he he was like the shit back in his old high school. He comes to a new high school. And he's like trying to make an impression. <laughs> Nobody cares. Dude. And no one cares. Your laugh is annoying, and nobody's yeah. ever told you. Yeah. Everyone told me that. <laughs> uh, before we move on, I want to talk about. Real quick, my favorite place on the internet. Can you guys guess Pornhub? where that is? Yes, Pornhub.com, specifically the Felty section. Did you know there's a puppet porn section on Pornhub? Yes, I do. I, you have it bookmarked, don't you? Now, I'm talking about our awesome <laughs> exclusive group on Facebook for our listeners, the Jock and Nerd Nation. Shout out, Nation. You guys are awesome. Uh, if you want to hang out with our listeners, you want to hang out with us, all three of us, me, Anthony, even Rugboy, Facebook, let a puppet on to Facebook. You can interact with us at our Facebook group. Uh, I got to welcome a couple of new members. Welcome Scott and Kevin Boeck. Beck? He said it's German. I'm going to say book. book. Oh, no, you think it's book? No, no, hey, just no, say no. it as angry as you can, and it'll sound Scott German. Scott and Kevin Beck. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. Nailed it. And Jeffrey M. Johnson. Scott uh, gets points right away because he he comes into the group and the first thing he posts is, I'm just here to not leave voicemails. Points. Very good. Points for you, Scott. Well done. Uh, And then another comment from Jimmy the Geek, uh, some feedback. He said, I missed Rugberto Bambino reading Stan Lee's tweets this week. Love that segment. Also, the trolling of David Mobley on Twitter by Rugs is entertaining. Not only he said is, that? Uh, oh. Jimmy the Geek. Oh. So not oh. only is uh, Rugboy's trolling entertaining, it's masterful. That is a master class in trolling. Reverse trolling. But regarding the Stan Lee thing, you guys, uh, funnily enough, once he took out that restraining order against his business manager, Kia Morgan, who he constantly said, uh, Kia Morgan's my guy. I trust him. Uh, I wear good friends. He takes out a restraining order. No more fucking tweets. Uh, not since June yeah. 10th. Or third. That's it. What? So clearly. I can make some up if you want. Well, you, uh, okay, let's try one. The last tweet literally is my only partner and business manager is at Kia Morgan. Not all the other people making false claims. No more tweets after that. June 10th. So sorry, Jimmy the Geek Rugs. Why don't you channel Stan Lee? What would he be tweeting right now? Excelsior. <laughs> this is your pal Stan Lee saying, I'm so excited for Spider-Man Far From Home, not. <laughs> That's it. That's all I got. Well done. I that, that should be a Stanley tweet. Yeah. This is not my Spider-Man. Nah. <laughs> my Spider-Man had, had pubes. <laughs> my Spider-Man was banging <laughs> chicks left and right. What about Uncle Ben? Nah, talk about the rice. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, Anthony, how excited are you for Ant-Man and the Wasp? We are a week away from Marvel's 20th movie coming out. Oh, shit. Uh, I already have my tickets. I have my tickets for next Thursday, so you can definitely check out the next show and catch our review. I also have my tickets for the Thursday night. I gotta get tickets. Shit. Get your tickets. Although, I gotta tell you, it was wide open when I bought my tickets. Yeah, this isn't isn't Avengers Infinity War. Do you think that uh, it's gonna hurt the box office for this? Do you think people are, uh, are... are thinking like what? What is the point of this after what we no. just saw? 
I have like no expectations for this movie, so it's going to be a fun watch. But Absolutely. I don't know how many people are, are like clamoring to get tickets to this. Like it'll do, it'll do well. Yeah, it'll do okay. It'll do okay. I mean, it's not going to be Infinity Ward. No one's expecting that. No. It's, as long as it makes, I think if it makes six hundred million worldwide. It'll push Marvel to four billion for the year. Just for this year. Holy yeah. oh, shit. shit. Like, this has not anywhere near the level of hype that any of those no. movies that came out. And before. It, it can't. And this is the movie that this is going to be. Is, a, they're not going for right. That. This is a kind of a, 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 a you know, in between a little a break, palette a cleanser, palate cleanser, a fun, light, exciting romp. And a lot of these early reviews I've seen headlines. That's exactly what it says. Like, this is Marvel. So what do you think the opening box using movie? Be. I think it'll do. OK, so let's give you a comparison. Yeah. Last Ant-Man. Yes. Did fifty seven million really opening, opening weekend? That was it. Wow, Get balls! And it's gonna probably do eighty. I was yeah. gonna say eighty. The budget's probably bigger. The cast is expanded. Uh, it made one eighty overall domestically and five nineteen over in in the world. Wow, fifty seven million opening, and that was probably good for 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 what they, they were spent. happy with that. Yeah, they were very happy with it. And I I would agree with Rugs. I say eighty eighty five. I think. How many times have you watched that man? I could, I could watch it again. I it's think a fun I've seen movie. it twice I've, or yeah, maybe three times. times. Yeah. But it's a fun it's a fun movie. It's a fun rewatch. This one looks fun. Evangeline Lilly looks to like steal the spotlight and really come into her own. Currently on Rotten Tomatoes, 90% people. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, there's only 70 reviews, and the average rating is actually 6.9 out of 10. And the tomato- Nice number. That's a nice number. 69. But like it says 90, but then it's really 6.9 out of 10. So. I mean, because the, the the tomato meter is has it not? I, it probably will get to like shouldn't be the number. Yeah, it's, it's gonna, number. Yeah, it's yeah. gonna fall to eighty. But it is the twentieth MCU movie to receive a fresh rating That's on Rotten Tomatoes. Twenty out of twenty. And I be, I bet you it will be the twentieth movie to open number one. Every fucking movie has opened number one. It'll do well on its opening weekend. I would say overall domestically, it will probably do about two twenty to two thirty. And they'll, it'll make the six hundred million worldwide. And and see, that's fine. They they're not like uh, Warner Brothers, where like every movie that well, DC movies got to make a billion dollars, and we're fucked because we're stupid. Oh man, you go for the big. You may, they got two. They've made three billion dollars already. Yeah, they're already on their way billion. to four billion. They can afford to lose one if they want, but they're not going to make a shitty movie. They're, that's they're not, the thing. They're not going to. They're not going to lose money. No, on this. They, they won't. Uh, uh, how many post credit scenes? Two. Two post credits. One mid, one at the end. If if this isn't really a spoiler, yeah. but this is more to help the fan. I hear the mid one is more relevant to things, and the last one's more silly. It's more of the fun one. So if you want to leave, you don't have to say the last one. So my here's my two things I'm really anticipating trying to figure out. One is when exactly this movie takes place. Obviously, we know it's after Civil War, before Infinity War. But how soon before Infinity War? Is it possible that it's parallel almost? That it overlaps what happened in Infinity War, that would be exciting. The second thing I'm wondering is who's the real bad guy? This we've seen Ghost. They're setting her up as the antagonist, but I feel like she's gonna there's gonna be a turn, they're gonna need to help. She's got her own thing. Who is the real will it be Janet Van Dyne? Come back from the thing. Uh, Michelle Pfeiffer. Goliath. Uh go, go to be Goliath. Uh there's Walt Goggins, which is the guy holding the building. He's not the main patty, he's just some fucking guy. So there's gonna be there's a big reveal waiting that they're that they're uh, they're holding on to. So I'm excited to see what happens. I'm excited because I think I know it'll be fun. I'm not like excited in the same way. You can, there's no possible way you can recreate the excitement like, like Infinity it's Warhead different. or even Black Panther. It's completely different. But I'm 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 perfectly fine with walking into this movie and just having a good time. 
it's really well cast, man. Everyone's really funny. They're really good. And uh, yeah, I want to see Michael Pena and Paul Rudd just like riff off each other. And I'm expecting a lot of laughs, a lot of visual humor, oversized things. Uh, it's going to be a good, good time. You get to see kind of what Peyton Reed can really do. Yes. Uh, now without having to uh, finish. Without having the shadow of uh, Edgar, Edgar Wright. Wright. Or finish Edgar Wright's. You know, whatever right. he's working on. This whatever is all Peyton Reed. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I listened. The guys at Collider, they were like, you know what? Peyton Reed would be really good w- uh, to do a Fantastic Four movie because he could kind of make it work. There was uh, one or two reviews. No, one review that I read. One that I read, one that I heard, and they both were uh, pretty good, pretty solid reviews. Nice. Movie Bob has gave this his thumbs up. Nice. I think it'll be. Uh, I'm hoping it's better than the first one. They're definitely building building on it it's a big from what i hear it's different oh it's not it's not the heist oh ah. Ooh, interesting it's all political scenes it's everything it's all, is, it, it is it's in actually, a courtroom yeah <laughs> a whole movie in a courtroom there's a jar of piss on there's the only, table there's only oh, like three shit. sets on the entire film <laughs> jesus yeah. it's all green screen they have the same mom yeah. name <laughs> why don't say that name uh <laughs> moving on to uh the marvel and uh sorry disney and Fox merger uh, were a little update. Close. They're a step closer. They countered. They're on third base. Co- they're on third base. They countered Comcast bid, which was the first base, $71.3 billion. So what's happened this week is the Department of Justice has basically given them the green light for the merger on the condition that Disney, which already owns ESPN, divest all of Fox 22's regional sports networks Mm -hmm. the government wants to ensure that sports programming remains competitive in local markets they don't want a monopoly but other than that they're like yeah go ahead that's cool buy them up this still has to be voted on by the fox shareholders now i feel like they picked that number 71.3 very carefully that maybe comcast is maxed out at 70 do you guys think they can scrounge up enough change? They'd have to come in with like a ninety billion dollar counter offer if they wanted to. I don't know. I don't know much about the finances behind this, but I believe Comcast was whole play was that they were doing a cash offer, cash so deal, cash. I don't money. know if they have any more money to do a cash offer. It's like they were they went to a, a, a card lot and they're like, "I'll give you all cash. What can you do? I'll, give you, I'll pay for this baby straight cash, straight homie. cash, Holmes. What are you gonna do? How much are you gonna knock off of this thing?" Uh, and then, yeah, Disney's <laughs> thing is like cash and stock rugs. Stock. What do you think is going to happen? I feel like this is very close, and this kind of is starting to move a lot quicker than I thought. Like, and unless some crazy shit happens, I think it's going to go through. I, I feel like it's going to happen. I think so. this may actually be a done deal. I'm not going to get my hopes up yet, but this is another like, step you towards You never it. say never. Never it's say like, never, but a like, good step towards getting... We could see Avengers versus X-Men, Fantastic Four, all that shit back. Uh, I would be down for that. Yeah, Whoa. I'm, I'm holding back my my hype right, for this right. happening. It's one, you don't want to, you know, a lot of money. Count your chickens before they hatch. Yeah. This would be Disney's most expensive purchase, also. So they're a little, they're probably a little gun shy and nervous. But man, it's gonna pay off. Uh, Rugs, I want to talk about uh, another thing Disney owns, Lucasfilm. You shared this video with us uh, on the Facebook Messenger. It's caused a lot of drama. Gr- this video. Grace, YouTuber Grace Randolph possibly gets a scoop. Uh, amazing. Well, there's people Play saying this that this is me. bullshit, by the way. Oh, oh, really? So, hey. Movie Bob, ah. Drew McWeeny of Hit Fix, I, he came out and said that she was a liar and she's full of shit and she's just making shit up. So I, you know, being on Twitter at Really Rug Boy said, 
Uh, yeah, it might be a lie, but until they say something to the contrary, people are just going to eat the shit up. And for some reason, Drew McWeeny got so mad. Oh, you're pissing him off on Twitter? Like, he was pissed off at me for just pointing out something that, like, unless somebody, like, said, like, she's a person that people watch, and there's going to be a segment of people that are going to believe what she's saying. So now that everybody's now piling on Grace Randolph saying that she's, like, a white supremacist or a racist. Wow, that escalated. Because she's on this. Yeah. Anthony, have you watched this video? I only saw the title. Okay. Oh. <laughs> so here, let me let, uh, I'll, let me break down one thing. Uh, I, as much as I don't want to like Grace Randolph, because if you don't know that name, who's Grace Randolph? If you don't know that name. We talked about her two years she's ago. Like a mo- she's like a movie reviewer. Okay. She uh, does videos. She's like a really. She has like a really annoying voice. But um, every once in a while, she like. Has, she makes good points. Anthony, I mean, this like, is how you remember her. She's the woman who wanted to petition for a PG version of Deadpool so that the 10-year-old kid can see it. Remember that? Oh, God. All right. That's I, Grace Randolph. So I immediately discredit any video. But oh God. the title of this video, Kathleen Kennedy almost fired uh, Ruggs. Just get, break down for yeah. me. What was, her, what was the snippet that Ruggs, break down the video this. for us. She said that she had an inside source that they had. There was a conference call. Secret meetings. Like that, that involved not only uh, Lucasfilm but everybody that Disney owns to see who could replace Kathleen Kennedy. Yes, yep. And people are like, that conversation never happened. How do you fucking know that? That it ha-? so someone she said she has a source that says that that that's what happened. She doesn't name her source, of course. And then she said JJ Abrams. Not. You're not going to name your source. JJ Abrams turned down the position. She says, uh, yeah. Uh, and some other people turned down the position. She the good she has a good point in that she's like why not get Dave Filoni who runs Star Wars Rebels uh with Greg Wiseman they did all that they're really good wouldn't he like there's got to be a bunch of people who would jump at this but it feels like they don't want to take over the shit show I don't know I don't know so what do you think Rux is was is what she's saying true or is it was she making shit up I don't know if that exact meeting happened in the way she said it but I guarantee you that there's people second guessing Kennedy right now, the Bob Iger or somebody yep, definitely yep. is questioning it because like you've had multiple people, reviewers and whatever, start to question, it, including us, does Kathleen Kennedy know what she's doing? Like all the movies that she works on, there's always some kind of problem. Yeah. So, and then, you know, she has like this kind of disconnect with, with the Star Wars fans. So if you're on the side of that, you want Star Wars to change and you want it to be... Uh, this new progressive Star Wars that's all political, um, then you're on her side. But if you're not, then you're on another side. So it's, it's like a weird divide. But um, I do believe that there's a, even the people who are losing money at Lucasfilm or the Star Wars por- portion of Disney, whatever they call it, I don't think they're very happy that they lost money on Solo. They can't I don't think be. they're very happy that there's like negative karma going to, towards The Last Jedi. Yeah. I don't think they really want a divided fan base that hates each other. So I think that that's not a good thing. That's like what DC did. Yep. And and DC's been taking a shit for the past year. So And DC's got Walter Hamada and he's trying to turn things around and it sounds like I like some of what he's doing, where they're going. This year though, I honestly, I'm not surprised that people have turned it down because think about it now. There's no way, there's no way to make a Star Wars movie. You can't turn this around right now. You have to wait a while. You have to wait. But think about you can't make a Star Wars movie that appeals to all the Star Wars fans. Well, there's no way to do that. There's no way to do that. 
I, and I don't think it'll there'll ever be a way moving forward. Like there's two tracks now. What do you do? Well, that's the thing. If you can keep your fan base kind of like okay, people who don't like the movie, people who like the movie, yeah, that's fine. But when you have people who vehemently would have liked that movie but now hate it, and now are boycotting it, and you have like a whole segment of the of the old fan base, like the core fan base, the people that go and buy all the figures and buy and go buy all the comics. That was her point. And, was the people who right, buy toys so, are the old school guys in there? Yeah, yeah. So you're gonna alienate those people. You're gonna lose a fucking shitload of money. I don't know who. So, seems to me, I don't know who you make movies for that. The the old fans. A lot of the problem, besides some of the uh, the problems with the films that we've pointed out, but also with the fandom is that a lot of the old fans have had all this time to kind of speculate how the the story should play out after right. episode six, yep. and it's not playing out the way a lot of people wanted it to play out. Yeah, and they're <laughs> very pissed off. They feel like Kathleen Kennedy. <laughs> because I don't know. I mean, they feel. I mean, you've we've had the three prequels, yes, but. Since the seventies, we've never had the continuation of that story, or the eighties, whatever. Whenever that last, yeah, uh, the what was it called, Return of the Jedi? Yes, the original. Whenever that came out, so you've had that amount of time for people to come up with their own stories, and then you guys, you got guys like uh, Ryan Johnson just turning everything on its head in the last one. Well, you're discrediting the fact that they did continue the story, you know, in comic books and books, right, and video games, and they threw all that stuff out. They just shit all over that. Yeah. I am because, discrediting it because I never saw that shit. Yeah, but I'm just saying but there was there were stories. There were yeah. like ideas about what had happened. There was canon that they decided to get rid of. So it, that's kind of like what Marvel's doing in, in, to a degree. They're throwing shit out the window, but it's different because it's at least the essence of it is there. The essence yeah. of it is there and Marvel's yeah. able to build it into something really is good. There, is there yeah. an essence to something that doesn't have mm. like Marvel's had 60, you know, 40 what is it 50 55 years why that yeah i mean yeah comics yeah i mean the comics the comics came first whereas star wars the comics came after yeah You're, this was a you know movie creation star so wars is just what, star what wars. is the essence there, yeah, i don't know i mean this uh, the same kind of sh- backlash happened with the prequels it's just the internet wasn't that prevalent back then yeah there's people who hate the people uh, same thing it was the same shit when that shit came out yeah the prequels seemed like they were pretty bad movies that's because like George Lucas is a, it was a if it was directed was better up. yeah if it was directed better and didn't have Jar Jar Binks it would be a far better I mean I also think he got he got lured by all the technology and like I could do all this green screen I don't have to build a fucking set I'm in yeah. let's do it and like that's what happens it's fucking fake flat it's just movie. that the actors that they, that he hired yeah, bad like the casting, main guy yeah, yeah, yeah it yeah, just yeah. was it was it was too much like they had the great Obi Wan yeah. Yeah. And that's about it. It's just crazy yeah. though, like the Force Awakens. I know there were, there was some backlash to it being too very safe, but for all intents and purposes was considered a very successful film. I mean, yeah, it made, made 900 yeah. million domestically yep. and made 2 over billion. 2 billion. Yeah. Most I didn't people hate liked that it. movie. I thought it was a decent movie. Yeah, most people thought it was safe, but they liked it. Yeah, I just thought it was there were some problems with it, but other overall I thought it was a good direction for them to go. I was like, "Oh, this is a really enjoyable movie." Mm-hmm. I mean, it's a really so, well-made movie. It's just you know we kind of so there sold. there is something there that they when when they hit it right they hit it. But really is that right. also like the twenty-year gap between movies? Right. I also think that's J.J. Abrams. Yeah, yeah. A lot of that J.J. knows how to make something that will please. He did it with Star yeah. Trek. He did it yeah. with Star Wars. Yeah. He is. He does seem like he's the type that 
just can please everybody. This is a, he was a, really a fan making his fan film. You know, his dream fan movie he got to make. And you can see that there's nothing wrong with it. It may that. not this make the best movie, but it'll be entertaining enough to like please most people. So it's quite a mess. I don't know what's going to happen. Ryan Johnson, who's made Looper, I think, right? Yep, that was it. Yep. And not everybody was into that movie. Yeah. I mean, some people love that movie, but like, I mean, I don't think it's like, it didn't do like amazing at the box office or anything. Well, one more comment for me is Star Wars. What's cr- interesting for me about The Last Jedi is it got a lot of good reviews with the critics, but the fan score was so drastically right, different. That was than wild. The score. That was, it was like the exact opposite of what the critics think. Yeah. And like prior to the it coming out, the producers at Star Wars were so pleased with Ryan Johnson that they were like, "You can do another trilogy." They were. The, they, were they gave him the keys to keep this going. They were hands off. They didn't interfere. They kind of let him do whatever he wanted. I mean, he's still got stuff that he can work on for Star Wars. If well, he's got a tri- there's going to be a Ryan Johnson trilogy. Yeah. Now the other problem, huge mistake, I think, is they should have just made the Obi Wan movie fucking first. Like everybody wanted to see that. Why would you not just make that first and Rogue One? You may have been. Well, Rogue in a One ended spot. up being pretty successful. No, well, Rogue One was great. Solo was. Just, you should have made the Obi. That's a big fuck up right there. These last two that have really yeah, 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 pissed yeah, people yeah. off. Uh, we got a new trailer uh, for the Predator. Shane Black's Predator <laughs> at Christmas. Buddy, buddy, cop movie. But it, this one's a red band trailer, which means it has uh, swearing, and swearing, and blood. violence. And uh, Anthony, wh- what did you think after this trailer? There's a little more story. <laughs> You see a giant-ass hybrid predator doesn't look any better than the first trailer, which we all agreed kind of looked like a shitty B-movie-ish. <laughs> As a Predator fan, yeah, it still looks like it, it fucking belongs straight to DVD. Like shit, um, <laughs> the plot, the, at least this trailer's cut a little better where it's not a kid. Like the, the main conflict doesn't start off because of a kid right. flying the, the Predator thing. Right. It does look better in in that sense. Uh, it's cut a little better, but it still looks straight to DVD. And I'm still not really understanding why they're going the route of the Predator versus the Super Predator. Yeah. Because I don't know if you guys saw Predators with Adrian Brody, but that was basically the storyline in that one was that there were two races of Predators that were fighting each other. So they're going... I mean, <laughs> I guess this Predator's evolved, but they're doing basically the same thing where they're creating another Predator... That is bigger than the last Predator. You mean there's a movie coming out that's exactly the same movie that we saw before? Oh, there's a lot of movies. That never happened. We'll be talking about another movie that's another exactly it another movie. It just doesn't movie. look, I mean, <laughs> at the end of the day, I think Predator was probably best as a, as a, as a one-off movie. Absolutely. <laughs> Rugs, Rugs, not even a question. Rugs, <laughs> what, what do you think? Can even Sterling K. Brown's uh, weight of uh, his gravitas save this movie? Or is it no? Thomas Jane's in it, right? This one? Yeah, he is in it. Yeah. yeah. Really? Yeah. Jake Busey is in it as the son of Gary Busey from Pred- the second Predator movie. Yeah, all of that's canon. Go ahead, Ruggs. <laughs> what do you think, Ruggs? But what, what was the question? Can even if Sterling- one actor can save yeah. this movie? Yeah. No. No. No, Imran. Sorry. <laughs> what about Olivia Munn? She's a scientist, though. Unless, she- no. She was awful in X-Men uh, Apocalypse. They didn't give her a lot to do. Yeah. Except walk around and stand there. She's... She's not the greatest in a lot of movies, but like uh, I liked her in that uh, holiday party movie. Have not seen it. Holiday office party. That's a big ass predator. Here's another problem with this trailer. They're going in the woods and stuff. Yeah. And it just reminds me. Have you guys seen AVP? Yeah. 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 Most of that movie occurs in the Colorado woods. So now it's reminding me of that too. And it's just like, 
Oh fuck! I those movies are so forgettable <laughs> that I can't remember even watching any of them. I've just and I've seen them all. I'm not I was geeked. <laughs> I was geeked about Yikes. those movies. Sorry, I'm not just I'm just not buying a lot of things I see in this trailer. Like, is anybody buying Keegan Michael Key as like a badass ex con mercenary dude? No, the guy like putting the cigarette out on his tongue to look all tough. It all just seems forced and silly. And I don't know. I'll still go see this movie, but I don't know. I mean, like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna see it. <laughs> you see, listen, it's a step down from Jesse the Body Ventura and Carl Weathers. You know, it's oh, like those guys yeah. are fucking juiced up. Fucking, well, it's a different dude. era. You know, we went to that's, they but, fucking sweat testosterone. Yeah. That yeah, was the thing. Is yeah, that movie came? Was, I was reading about why that movie was successful. First off, John McTiernan's a great. Really he is good a really director. good director. Yes, you had the machoist men in this movie and it was like 80s cheese for yeah. like the first half and then you had something hunting them like it was and then it came out in the 80s so it was perfect timing where all yeah. these you know the 80s were all about machoism and machismo over, overly sized muscles and now you have someone that just has all these fucking guys scared shitless putting them in his place right yeah, yeah. but that doesn't the, the only way that we, I think we might have even said this already on the show but the only way this would work is if you just go full camp and you have like bring back like all the eighties people again, or you bring back like you just have like Vin Diesel and the Rock in this and just yeah. like recreate the Predator again. That's the only way that this would work. You gotta cheese. Yeah, it you back need up. like the fucking biggest badasses that you have in like every genre. You need like a UFC fighter. Yeah. You need like the fucking biggest dude that fuck the guy from Game of Thrones who plays the mountain. Oh yeah, get him. You need all great. those fucks. <laughs> And then you fucking have something kick their ass, and you're like, holy shit. Like, you know, regular dudes, you know, getting your ass kicked there. Yeah, you see that all the time. I think that I agree. That's the main thing is like, nobody cares about a team and nobody's fucking fighting their predator. Like, that's not you fun. You don't want people to feel bad about themselves. Yeah. Like, why am I not that big? <laughs> Just get Dolph Lunger. Yeah. And uh, put him in there. So, yeah. yeah, it's still, it did not make the movie look any better. I will, <laughs> I will agree. Give credit, though, the. I'll give credit to the original design of the Predator is, is still one of the most badass. It's pretty sick. Features. I like the helmet. And I, he's got the dreads and the he's vagina mouth. The vagina mouth looks good. And then I love I love that he wears like a netted shirt. Yeah, the he does. fishnet stockings <laughs> like, like, as a like shirt. He's going, like he's going to a club. It's always good. That's always money right <laughs> he's there. Going to a club in the West Village. <laughs> All right, let's wrap up the news with a little uh, Luke Cage season two watch update. Shut All up, right. dogs. Okay, they, oh. they freaked out. They listen to you. <laughs> My wife's yelling at him now, too. Uh, the whole Luke Cage season two is out, and uh, wow, it's crazy. Where is everyone at, Rugs? I don't know. I think I'm on episode eight. Oh, okay. Wow. Very good. I am at, I've seen 11. Oh. <laughs> Anthony? Oof. I'm at two. Oh, okay. I've seen two. Wow. We have, right. we for the time. listener, we won't, be up, we won't be reviewing this until... Probably two weeks from now. So. Yeah, we'll review when everyone catches up, and uh, it'll be pro- yeah, probably two weeks from now. Uh, uh, I'm two in. Okay. I'll just start because I'm two in. Yeah. I am not exactly hooked yet. Okay. You want to know something? I was feeling that way, too, but then after I got into it a little bit, mm-hmm. I feel like it works as a a drama. Yes. Melodrama. like a, Almost like a soap opera. A little bit, yeah. Uh, as a superhero show, I don't know. I'm uh, you gotta know, wait and see the rest of it before I make any comments. But it, there's a, there's definitely a, a, 
something going on <laughs> there. Look, this, uh, you're right, Anthony though. It's, there's not like a hook moment. It's a, it's a slow burn and it's uh, the pace I'm watching it. Like, I don't even want to binge this. I'm watching like two or three episodes a day, but I really love this season because it builds on Luke Cage, the first season, Iron Fist and Defenders, the fucking music and the musical performances is so good. And Ruggs, what you said, it reminds me of like a 70s exploitation TV show because they've added the score underneath these conversations to give it that weird 70s yeah, soap a little opera. Bit of that. But I love it. I fucking love it. And fucking Bushmaster, Mustafa Shakir is really good as Bushmaster. I'll say this, that the characters, the characterization is great. Like the story that's being woven that you get to kind of yes. in the middle. Yes. It's got, there's a lot of meat to it yeah. and you can get a lot out of it. But is it a superhero show? It's not. It's a sick, like, uh, it's a gangster it's show. It's a gangster crime noir drama. Yeah. Which is, I'm fine with that. This is the genre of, of yeah. Luke Cage. Uh, but they wisely, like our biggest criticism the first season was, it was like two halves. The first half was awesome, and the back half, what the fuck happened? This one is one story really well interwoven all the way along. Every character has an arc. The side characters, the smaller characters, it's really well but thought But this out. isn't really Luke Cage's show. No, it's an ensemble cast. It's yeah. really not, like, he's not the central character that, that everything's hanging on. Right. It's really other people that are actually carrying the show. Yeah, yeah. I'll, let so. me say this about Luke Cage. I actually don't find him to be all that interesting. Right. So, Which is why it kind of works. I don't know. I'm only two episodes need, in. You, so. you know what? Something that I feel like that this actually makes him look a lot weaker. Okay. Because uh, um, as carrying the show, I'm saying. Okay. Because you feel like there's so many other people that are killing it. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he just looks okay by comparison. It gets a little overshadowed with some of these performances. Yes, he, yes. The, the other people are carrying the show. But that's how good this, this cast is, and, the, uh, the, and these people yeah. are. Like Misty Knight, uh, fucking Bushman. Oh, it's so good. I can do a full review. No, I know. I'm no, 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 no. There. But I'm just saying that yeah. there's... It's a weird. I'm very, very torn on the show. I have to finish it yeah. before I make yeah. my final yeah. conclusion, yeah. but I'm very torn on it. I, I, I do like... I'm interested to see what happens. Me too. I'm like hooked into like... I'm into the meat of the story now, so I'm like, uh, I'm going to finish it. There's no, like, I'm not, like, ho-hum about finishing it. I just, I'm very perplexed at why they chose to go this route and whether it's the way the show should be. I mean, it reminds me of a 13-issue comic book run. You really get to spend a lot of time with these yeah. characters. It breathes. I think it works really well. Uh, and that's all I'm going to say about that. It's and a great bad guy, too. And yes, very good bad guy. It's really good, man. Yeah, I hope you guys are enjoying it. I, I'm going to get the fucking soundtrack. It's amazing. All right. Let's take a break, and we will talk about some crazy-ass fucking dinosaurs wrecking some shit right after this. After these messages, we'll be right back. Hey, this is Chris from the Hashtag No Offense Show. What we are is a weekly podcast of three friends sharing a few drinks and a few laughs while poking fun at the world. Topics ranging from music and movies to kids and marriage to current events and social commentary, all while giving a unique perspective. Check out this clip from a recent episode. How is a bitch <laughs> named Crystal Methvin arrested for Crystal Meth? My first thought was, is that her real name or did she change it? I mean, I know it's her real name now. Like she just embraced the but, habit? But did, did, was she so into Crystal Meth that she <laughs> changed her name? Or... Did her parents just say, you know what? We want this kid to be messed up. At, at some point, you got to make a decision to change your life, right? Or change your name at the very least. 
<laughs> well, that might be the first step in getting yourself going in the right direction. This is like a self-fulfilling prophecy, you know? Like, if you name your daughter a stripper name, she's destined to end up on the fucking pole, you know? If you name your daughter fucking Destiny or fucking, you know... Oh, Destiny's out there. Yeah, I know. There's a lot of strip clubs out there, too. <laughs> so if you like what you heard... Crack a beer with us and embrace the nonsense. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts, and look for us on social media at HTNOS everywhere. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We'll get you back to your podcasty goodness now in a minute. First, we'd like to take a second to tell you about our marginally better podcast, the 365 Flicks Podcast. I am the Scottish Whedon Whore Chris. And I am the Pissy X Video Store Clerk Kev. And we bring you the latest movie and TV news, reviews and rants. All that and a bunch of top fives that you really will not care about. Subscribe to us on iTunes, Libsyn and all other third-party podcasting apps and on top of all that you'll get free access to our indie talk you'll hear us speaking with directors producers actors comic book creators and artists about their experiences don't forget to drop us five stars and follow us on the facebooks and the twitters told them not to go in the water Listener, if you have been enjoying the show, if listening to this show every week makes you do this, yeah. like, <laughs> you definitely want to join our fan club on Patreon because there is bonus content. You're going to get a lot more stuff, perks. Uh, go to jockandnerd.com slash Patreon. Post shows, instant reactions. There? Extra shows. Extra uh-huh. episodes. There is uh, bonus content. We always record something after the show. Instant reactions to movies and episode three of Jock Talk. Bro, do you even podcast? Anthony. What's going on in episode three of Jock Talk with Anthony and Chaz? Chaz Heppard. Uh, Me and him are talking NFL and NBA draft. And we're talking about... uh, where LeBron and LeBron James is going. Uh, you know what? I uh, did I just cue you up there? Yeah, yes, you did. I listened to a little bit of that. And the big, I guess the big story in the jock world is where's LeBron going? I know where he's going. He's going to space, people. Oh, shit. <laughs> space Force? <laughs> Not Space Force, but oh. re- apparently. He's going the, to space. The, LeBron James is going to be in the sequel to Space Jam. Space oh, Jam that, 2. That's been rumored for so long. Right. So the rumor is that the Space Jam 2 trailer will launch after his free agency announcement. Oh, shit. Making a whole like crazy media fucking circus out of this. Is That, that seems kind of smart, I guess. Do people <sighs> even know who Bugs Bunny is anymore? I don't think so. I don't think people know who Space Jam is. <laughs> I, this would seem to be a bad idea. We don't even know who Michael Jordan is anymore. Nope. Oh, we don't. Well, I know who he is. Why is it a bad idea, Anthony? I don't want to get too sporty on here, but... Don't get too jockey. The LeBron James has been quoted as saying that he wasn't going to make a big deal out of his decision, which a few years, eight years ago, he made a big deal out of it, and it really backfired public or uh, PR-wise yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. Um, so to, to make a decision and then throw the trailer on right after you make your decision... Unless he makes a decision that pleases everybody, that's that's not a good idea. So, because you don't know how people are going to feel after the right. decision, and he's like, "And now here's my new movie." Right. <laughs> it just seems too. It seems too contrived. I tell you, the people making Space Jam probably love it. They're like, "Fuck, we're gonna get in front right. of a lot of eyeballs." But I don't think I don't know Space Jam two with LeBron. 
Wow. All right. I loved Space Jam, by the way. I know. That's uh, your age. People your age, that was like in their sweet spot of uh, growing up. I believe I can fly. The album is one of the best things ever. See, my Space Jam was Who Framed Roger Rabbit. It was like the same thing. Okay. You know, yeah. animated live. At, but my Space Jam was R. Kelly peeing on. Oh, boy. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> he didn't do that. On, he did that on Earth. Yeah. Oh, he didn't do that yeah. in space? Yeah. Oh, because it's he hard. He just used regular uh, uh, KY jelly for well, that, when you pee, It wasn't jam. What, <laughs> plus, when you pee in space, it just floats up and uh, and goes away. Yeah, he likes it. You can watch it Yeah, longer. you can't really aim it. It lasts it's kind of kind of just floats. You think the stars are just pee flakes from R. Kelly? That's what yeah. all that is. <laughs> it's just reflecting the sun. It's just dehydrated urine. Let yeah. me piss in space, <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Uh, let's get to We got a movie review. Yeah, Jurassic World. Who's that guy that uh, you had us review the show, that reviewed our show that was only for us oh, seven minutes? It's Dave Jackson. Actually, Dave Jackson, if you're listening to this, I'm sorry. <laughs> it took us about an hour to get to the main topic. I hope you don't fucking hate us. That's going to be in an actual podcast feed. He has a show called the Podcast Rodeo Show. Send him the, the clip of uh, <laughs> just send him the show and be like, we took your advice. <laughs> we, we waited an hour <laughs> next time to go into the main advice. topic. Yeah. I wanted to hear. That's why I mentioned check the show notes for the time code, you fuckers. No, I know. I'm not hit. I'm not. I'm not mad at you. I yeah. just think it's funny. It is pretty funny. Shout out to Dave Jackson. All right, Shout out to Dave Jackson. There's your you spoiler alert. Strap yourselves in, you fucks. Spoiler time. For Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom, although even if the movie is spoiled before you see it, it really doesn't matter. No. Really, it has no... If you've seen any of them before, <laughs> yes. you know what happens. If you've seen anything about dinosaurs at all, you know what happens. This Ugh. is the movie that continues Colin Trevorrow's story. It's written by Trevorrow, Derek Connolly, but not directed by him. Directed by J.A. Bayona in this time. And you got Chris Pratt returning, Bryce Dallas Howard. What did J.A. Bayona direct? He also directed... Hold on, I will tell you. Hold, please. He is known for The Orphanage in 2007. Okay. He directed The Impossible. In 2012, that's the movie about the tsunami. Yeah, I saw that. that was Tom good. Holland is in that one. That's a good movie. And A Monster Calls, the most recent. That was also a good movie. Okay, so the Bayona, not too bad. Let's look at some of the other numbers being interesting. The Rotten Tomato score for this movie fell from last week. It's at 51% now. Uh, uh. It's 5.7 out of 10 remains. The tomato meter went down to 51%. And finally, the numbers. This movie was made for $170 million. It pulls in a very uh, respectable $148 million opening weekend. I think it was $150, and they changed the number. Oh, shit. Yeah. $150 opening weekend. But get this. In six days worldwide, it's at $797 million. Oh, shit. Almost $800 million worldwide huh. so they'll that's fucking good i mean they <laughs> i didn't know that they figured Holy out shit. they continued the trend of making big dumb movies that play great overseas like the last one and they just kind of fine-tuned that uh that formula there to make it bigger and dumber and with that let's get into our opening thoughts rugs you saw this the most recently yeah i just saw it give us your opening thoughts walking out of this movie what's going well, through your head? i went in with like Look, uh, that last movie that we saw with her running in the heels uh, yes. in front of a T-Rex yes. and no problem. Yes. I'm like, this movie is the, the dumbest movie that I've ever seen. And then I saw this movie. <laughs> and um, actually, I thought this movie was better than the one before. Okay. Mm. Um, now, is it as much of a uh, visual thing as the last movie? The last movie had seemed like it had more go like crazy shit going on. But... Um, 
I feel like this movie was directed better. That's why this J.A. Bayona, yeah. the, the the cinematography, I think the script yeah. was really weak. Yeah. The script is what killed this movie. There was a script. The way that they, yeah, they, they, they were like, and not only that, but they were like using too many callbacks to the other movies where they were like doing the exact same scene. Yep. So I wasn't really expecting much. Yeah. So I was entertained, but I did groan and roll my eyes quite a few times when I saw things. Yeah. I'm like, why are they doing this pose again with the T-Rex? <laughs> yeah. You know, like there was things. So like, did I hate this movie? No, because I already saw the movie before it that was so shitty. I knew like, okay, I had a low bar. I was like, okay, it's not going to be any, I'm going to sit there. I'm going to, I'm going to moan and groan about how shitty the writing is, yeah. how lazy yep. it yep. is. And I was not disappointed. It was it was shitty writing yeah. and lazy writing all the way through. Yep. But um, I did, I did like it a little bit better as far as uh, cinematography mm -hmm. and like uh, the horror aspect of it and everything. Interesting. I think that that was done well. But other than that, you know, there was no running in heels. Yeah, they fixed some things. <laughs> you know, uh, they they had yeah they yeah. So I mean, it was a mixed bag. Yeah, Anthony, what are your opening thoughts? So I was in the bag for this movie. I was like. They're, they're doing fanta fa uh, Fast and Furious with dinosaurs. I'm in. And then I watched this movie, and I was like, damn, that was fucking worse than Jurassic World. <laughs> oh, no. Whoa. <laughs> I, I, I did not. I, I wouldn't say I didn't. I wouldn't go as far as I said I didn't like this movie. This movie is good in small parts. Like, there's some good moments there. I'll agree the cinematography is really good in, in a lot of parts. I'll uh, give them credit for going. They kind of figured out. Because the, the formula for the first Jurassic World was wonder and then horror, yeah, or, uh, and then suspense and terror. Yeah. So this one they went disaster movie and yep. then haunted house. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. kind of weird, but like I was like, all right, I'll, I'll give them credit for going with that. But overall, the movie is so fucking contrived. <laughs> uh, I mean this this fucking old man that's apparently John Hammond's friend. What and the no fuck? one ever mentioned when, before. Never did he ever mentioned like, Lockwood why does he before. carry around a fucking cane How just like he, John yeah, Hammond? There's another like, ones. Yeah, like so many things yeah. and the and laziest writing that the, we've ever it's seen so bad the writing yeah. and there there are things that they want to touch upon but they like scratch it surface level and i will get into that later yeah. but it the, the writing is so fucking bad and the characters in this are so bad <laughs> like chris pratt isn't even like chris pratt in this he's less than chris pratt and then the big thing is like they kept advertising the new dinosaur which is kind of a copy of the last movie, yeah. but the new dinosaur is like revealed in the third act and is not even like around and there's not even an epic dinosaur fight. I, this movie was terrible. <laughs> All right. This movie was so bad. I got so many things to say, but I'm going to let him run go. So I'm more leaning towards Ruggs, uh, what Ruggs feels about the movie. Like I, we talked about last week. I knew I got to turn off my brain. I know it's going to be a big, dumb writing. This movie sets the precedent for these big, dumb movies making lots of money. And going in with that, I, I kind of I enjoyed the action. I thought the action was a lot better. The direction was better than the first one. Uh, yeah, lots of eye roll grown movie moments, but it was like entertainingly bad to watch with an audience as we all laughed at the stupid shit and they did something we anticipated they were going to do. And you said it in your instant reaction, Anthony, they, they fast and furious this thing. So I kind of appreciated that because really, if you take out all the fucking story and the talky talky parts and you just had all that dinosaur action scenes, uh, that would have been a great movie. I wouldn't have needed anything more. 
So I I don't know. I I liked it a little bit better the first one because it was so fucking balls crazy. Like what the fuck? Like it was Gotham crazy. Like what the fuck is going yeah, on? Yeah, it was, yeah, it was bad on that good. level. You know? So I could kind of uh, I could appreciate that knowing that's what it is. I'm like, "Ah, you guys are having fun. This is fucking nuts." But entertaining and then ultimately kind of forgettable. Let's talk about what else did we like? I know, let's talk about what worked. I'll talk. I'll, yeah. I'll, I'll start because I don't have a lot. Okay. Yeah, there's not um, much. I don't have a there lot There is either. some, vi- like Rugboy said, there is some very good cinematography. Um, Bayona knows how to really uh, shoot different things, like the, the dinosaur shadows yeah. and the haunted house. And then the, for me, the shot of the Brachiosaurus. Yeah. The, you know, similar to the first film where you see the, the Brachiosaurus for the first time, but this time it's getting covered up slowly in the, in the volcanic ash. Mm-hmm. That was the only part where I was like, whoa, I'm actually feeling some real emotion I here. I think there like, was some shit, tears, man. That's kind of, that's kind of deep. Fucking kids. There were some moments where, it, where you were like, oh shit, yeah. that this is kind of like a real thing. And, um, yeah, there, that was a really, uh, interesting shot. Cause they, you know, the, it's the same exact shot of the Brachiosaur in the first movie right. where it rises up to eat something. Right. Right. But then it's rising up to like do its death rattle. There was, you know. I, there was like kids crying. People were fucking, they were sniffling. They got them. They got them in the fields because uh, Brachiosaur always invites everyone into the park. Like it's the first thing you saw. Right. And He's then yeah, that was, that was, that was pretty emotional. Like they had a few moments. The opening thing with the Mosasaur, the big fucking fish dinosaur. That's That thing is fucking badass. I kind of like the Mosasaur. Mosasaur. But like, why did he? Actually, technically not a dinosaur. It's not. Oh, it's a, what is it? I think it's a giant, uh, a giant reptile. Which isn't a dinosaur. Uh, isn't dinosaurs oh, aren't considered reptiles anymore? I don't know. They're birds. I think they're birds. Yeah. yeah. According to John Hammond. Yeah, Mosasaur right. isn't. They're a birds. But I, the, the action choreograph choreograph chore, let me start. Choreograph choreography. The action choreography. The set pieces. The way it moved around. The the things. I thought the volcano. The whole first half volcano island scenes were like that was very exciting. That it was really well done. Aside of a couple of eye rolling and scientifically impossible moments, like they should have all melted. They were so close to the fucking lava. You're not. Yeah, fucking, they would have been. You are not surviving vaporized. that. Yes. Yeah. There's no way you're surviving that. They would have exploded from being. But even that. in the water. Once the lava hit the water, it tends to boil oh, yeah. water. It would have just boiled them alive. It's so dumb. There's a lot of it's dumb things. Beyond dumb. But it yeah, looked it fucking dumb. crazy. Like you could follow the action. You know, it was clean. It was clear. You know, even with the dinosaur. And uh, the battles in the mansion, the whole haunted house thing. You could see, you knew what was going on. You could follow it easily. Like, it just, like, the getting them, the characters there and uh, the main characters' uh, motivations were a lot clearer. Yeah. And made more sense than the previous movie where, like, you had this, like, uh, whatever, what's her character? Claire. Claire. In, in, the, in the first movie, she has this whole character arc where she goes from being a biatch who only cares about business in the park to like having to care about her nephews or whatever. Yeah. And being like, you know, a sh- shitty person and then ending up as a hero. Like that was so forced and so like lame. I'm glad that this one was like uh, the, the trajectory of her character was like, okay, I'm going to go back and I'm responsible for this park. I'm responsible for these animals. I'm going to try and save them. And it was very, e- and very easy to get, uh, the, uh, what, what, I don't know the name of the, of the character. Uh, Owen. That's the problem. Owen. Nobody Owen. knows. It's Chris Pratt yeah, and Bryce Dallas Howard. Yes. Yeah, I'm trying to remember the character. It doesn't yeah. matter. Owen, They're oh, bland characters. They use blue to get him over there, and that makes sense too, to a certain degree, that you know, he was raised this this dinosaur as and had a connection with it. So it would make sense that he would maybe want to go back 
to try and get into this girl's pants and to get his uh, dinosaur. I did enjoy the little video moments of him training blue and blue or small. Like that was that was kind of nice. It was like, um, see, there was an emotional impact that the other one didn't have where you're like, okay, these things are animals. Should we let them die? There's questions about, you know, even if we inv- we create these things, are they still sentient beings and do they deserve to live? But then they shoehorn this one character that I don't. Basically, they introduced this character, which one, uh, w- which is the uh, the little girl, oh, Maisie. Who's Maisie, a clone. yes, oh, and that's God. the reason why she saves the dinosaurs at the end of the movie, and she lets them go out into the world because they're like her. That's the dumbest thing. They're not like and her. That is so dumb. They're yeah, fucking they're not. dinosaurs <laughs> that eat people. Yeah, they're not well, like you at all, Maisie. All right, all right. This is. I got to jump in. We now. just have to go with this because it's they crazy. When they reveal. <laughs> That she is a fucking clone. Yes. I rolled my eyes so hard. Yeah. Yep, I, th- I think yep. I died momentarily. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep, yep. First off, this whole like, they, this is what I mean when they say, when I say they touch upon things, but they don't really do anything with it. They touch upon it like our clone sentient beings, yeah. blah, 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 blah. And then they just randomly throw in that this child is a clone. <laughs> this fucking kid is yeah, a clone. Yeah. I knew from the very first scene oh, that she was a clone. Oh, okay. really? But then, yes. but then they throw this in, and like Chris Pratt's character and Bryce Dallas Howard are just like, okay, they <laughs> like, dropped a lot of. Cash they just for like that, it's but, just like uh, uh, it's so haphazardly the, thrown oh, in, and the only and it's only thrown in so that she's the one that pushes the button. There's yeah, no yeah. deeper meaning to yeah, this. Yeah. There's nothing yeah. more than just like, oh, she's got to be the one to push the button. Why would she push the button? She's a clone. She's a clone. You don't want the, <laughs> your two main characters to be responsible for this. They, it's like they you know? work backwards. And it's the laziest of fucking things. <laughs> yeah. they they she's totally a plot point. But yeah. the thing is, okay, so they were dropping all of these hints that she was a clone. Oh, really? Like early on, yeah. right? And uh, um, I was really like, oh, when he's looking at the book, as soon as I saw the grandfather with the book, yeah. and they wouldn't let her look at it, I was like, she's a clone. Oh, you know? okay. All right. Yeah. And then. But I, I was like, this can't be it, though. There's got to be more to it. Nope. And then they had this tracking shot of her eye. Like, I thought that something was going to happen with her eye. Maybe you're going to see into her eye and see there was, like, maybe flecks of color that are not, shouldn't be in there. Yeah. Or she's not quite human. I was, like, waiting for that turn. So, while people were bowled over that she was a clone, yeah. I wasn't. Yeah. I was. I thought there was going to be more to the story to make it even more crazy. You saw that coming. Well, that's the thing. Like, I was so bowled over that she was a clone, and they just threw that line in there and ran away and just from kept it going. right away. Like yeah. they just kept going with the movie. <laughs> right. And yeah. it's like, wait a minute. This is, should be an important thing. And it's not. <laughs> well, you want to know something that um, really pissed me off? And it was like right from the get-go. I was like, dude, they cloned these things anyway. They, we don't that, need to save yes. them. They're ah, all in a yes. Petri dish yes. somewhere. Why, yeah. this movie. Why does Claire want to save the dinosaur? Why does anybody want to no, save well, them? It's not, it's not that Claire. Make more. Well, yeah, that's true. It, Claire, yes, is, even Claire should have a better idea. But the fact that they're sending Mercs to this place, and it's like you clearly just showed Doctor Wu has been working in the secret lab in the haunted house yeah. on dinosaur genomes. He has eggs. He has fucking DNA. Yes. They made dinosaurs in the first film. Like it's clear in Italy, been established in this world, you can make dinosaurs out of basically nothing. So why yeah. are they sending Mercs to save these dinosaurs? Like, as if they're the last of their species when they can clearly create more in a lab. And, like, what, you know, the movie doesn't know what it wants. Like, are dinosaurs monsters or are they endangered species that need saving? Like, which is it? We've all see that. They're that, monsters. A better movie would have been you open with the volcano exploding, you open with the Jeff Goldblum saying, like, this is what needs to happen. Let God correct. Let him die. Yeah. And then you cut to them doing and making more dinosaurs to be sold to the military. 
and they had been doing it under this fucking mansion all this time. Right. It's just, I mean, it's just so fucking contrived yeah. because you have these characters that weren't all that interesting in the first film. So you got you bring them back. You have them go to the island because they have to go to the island to save these dinosaurs because they're a volcano. They need to save the dinosaurs because they're fucking uh, extinct. You have a fucking ha- like. There's so many contrivances that are written to get them back on the fucking island. Yeah, it's, a, it's just, just a, like <laughs> what are we talking another, about? Lazy fucking writing. <laughs> it's a another dumb reason to go and, to the island with mercenaries. And I gotta say. For the, all the fucking advertising of Jeff Goldblum, oh my god, that was how much did he get paid for that? He that was a, a fucking shitload. joke. <laughs> and what was he even saying? Like we're stupid and we're gonna get eaten anyways, no matter He's what. Basically, you do. like it's becoming a Jurassic World. Yeah, well, that that leads to the end. But this, that was a cringy line. Dude, too. Everyone in this movie is just a fucking idiot. Like people, they just every decision well, is just dumb. The the human characters are written so poorly. This is just I mean, so I mean bad. The, the the bad the bad guy is so hilariously bad. Yeah, like he's over the t- like. At no point am I like, man, this guy could is is so such a bad person that he's gonna kill a man, and he fucking kills a guy, and I'm like, what? <laughs> like, what? He's that evil of a person? Yeah, it's yeah, dude, it's ca- and then they're selling these fucking. Di- well, yeah, I, I got so much on my. I know. They're selling that. They're, they're selling these fucking dinosaurs at the auction. Let's right? talk about the auction. And they're selling these dinosaurs for like. Okay, let's say these like are the last of the dinosaurs according to these buyers. Yeah, like, that's what the buyers think. Yeah, you would get more than five million dollars. Yeah, Ten million dollars is not a lot of money. You would this get is like fucking, billions for this these is dinosaurs. A dinosaur, a genetic. A movie about dinosaurs costs more <laughs> yes. than an actual dinosaur. <laughs> no right. Ten million. That's what you're fucking asking for this shit. And there's yeah. a runway, like it's a fashion show, and there's a guy pushing a giant lever uh, comedically. Like it turned into like a comic book, like a fucking Batman '66. This is the plot to a Batman show from 1966. Yeah, it's bad. They just needed to tilt the camera to get. The Here, Dutch angle. Here's why uh, I, I know you guys both think this was better than Jurassic World, which is fine. The reason I thought Jurassic World was better was number one, the dinosaur fight at the end is, is much better. Yes. Yeah. Number two, yeah. yeah. There is the I mean, they kind of get away from it right away, but there is the underlying theme of people get tired of the same old shit and that we need to like make everything bigger and badder. So like we've had a Jurassic Park for 10 years. People are tired of the old T-Rex. We got to create something new. Mm. Let's make this ty- Indominus Rex. And mm. that's what the downfall is that we just get tired. Like humans get tired of the same shit over and over and want something bigger and better, you know, and everything becomes corporatized. That's what they were kind of hinting at Jurassic World. There's nothing in Fallen Kingdom no. remotely close no. to you in that. And I- there's nothing that this movie is saying. No, but see, and, I, it should have said for less. Me, the most, the most <laughs> interesting action. part of this yeah, movie yeah. is the fact that the third movie is going to be interesting. It was a setup to get to like a literal Jurassic World. Where is it going to go? Like the people Planet are, of the Apes. So it's like Dino, dinosaurs. Planet of the, the Dinos. Yeah, but there's like. There's only like a dozen of them that got loose. I know. That, that doesn't make that's fucking sense. not going to do either. anything. Yeah. They, they can't mate. That's, but that's where they're going. Do you know? I didn't even wait for that stupid post credit scene. I just like, I don't even care if there was, just, one, was, was, was one. I'm leaving. And it was. It could, what was it? It was just like uh, was flying, flying. flying over Las yeah. Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. yeah. Which it could have been in the movie at the end where the. That's the, another thing, too, is that I know they're going to plan into the dinos. Yeah. Jurassic World. Yeah. But it's like. Wait, only like 12 escaped. You could easily kill these motherfuckers. Yeah, that's not that many of them. And it's been clearly established that a fucking hacker can hack into their tracking monitors, <laughs> yeah, too. Yeah. So you can track these sons of bitches if you really want yeah. to. Yeah. You just, you could kill them with a rifle. That, <laughs> that's that, all you dude, need. Dude, that little girl needs to be arrested and tried for crimes against humanity. I mean, 
in Trump's America, yeah. where everybody's got a gun. She like, it's let over. Yeah, it's done in two seconds. <laughs> the only the only defense to that is that they did sell some of those to actual like evil buyers. So maybe the evil buyers can do some shit. No, with them. they're gonna get eaten. But you right can still away. track these things. Evil buyers can't control dinosaurs. Hasn't anybody learned anything from these movies? You're going to get eaten. So they take. I don't understand the whole auction thing at all. But what are they gonna do with these no, things? I, gonna, yeah, I don't know. Whatever they, you want. It's like they're like you can. This is a virtual tank. Yeah. I'm like, so you have one, and then it dies. And what do you do with it? There was like three things. He's like, we could, you could big game hunt them. You yeah. could uh, militarize them. Yeah. You could clone them. Yeah. What are you? Gonna, we, you could do whatever you want with you these can, dinosaurs. You can ride them. You can give them to your daughter as a pet. I don't know. What are you going to do with these fucking dinosaurs? That one's laser guided. So they they again they do the same thing where they made it. They took the Indominus Rex. And try to make him bigger. What do you guys think of the design of that fucking thing? I mean, I'm smaller. smaller. They made, I mean, they made smaller into a, a raptor. Indo raptor. Uh, uh, what's it called? The Indo raptor. Wait, did somebody say Indo raptor? Indo raptor. Yeah. Wait, you mean this? <laughs> Although I saw the influence by my, you know, the places I grew up. That's the scariest part of the movie was when this yeah, Indo-Rapper showed up. What part of the movie did that come That from? was Dr. Wu was hanging out with this guy, uh, Dinesh. And, the uh, Indo-Rapper. Indo I'm the Indo-Rapper. Uh, hasn't Dr. <laughs> Wu learned? Why the fuck would B.D. Wong help these people do anything? Did he get eaten? I hope he got eaten. No, he ran away. Oh, he, again, like in the last movie. <laughs> the they could have got. They could have started at such a better place in this movie, made such a different movie. But I think it's exactly what Tony was saying: is that they're trying to build to this third movie, and uh, I guess they're gonna have the dinosaurs free on the, in the world. But I also think that BD Wong is gonna be making some other concoctions. So like maybe mutants. maybe he makes a dinosaur to go hunt these dinosaurs down. Yeah, some shit. Like a super predator. Look, I I like that they it's like Fast and Furious. They just pretty much like fuck everything. But and clearly the global market loves this shit. They're well, here's a, here's the thing that the reason why Fast and Furious, in my opinion, kind of succeeds over Jurassic World. Yeah, is Fast and Furious has characters that you actually like, kind of yeah. like. Okay, that, like you like yeah, Vin Diesel's character. Yeah. You like The Rock. You like a bunch of these guys. Jurassic World, like Chris Pratt, like I mentioned earlier, is written to be less than Chris Pratt. Yeah. He's not even like funny in this. Yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard is. Eh, she's just like, Bryce Dallas Howard. She's just Yeah, she she's just a she's just a plot device. Yeah. And then so then the there's no human character you can really latch on. Jeff Goldblum's in this for 20 seconds. The other the other characters that you want to latch on are the dinosaurs. Yep. So they're they're trying to make the dinosaurs characters you can latch on to, and that can only go so far. And they don't even have any cool scenes with the dinosaurs like the last one. They should, the dinosaurs should have ate way more people. Well, I did I did like the fact that they were using practical effects a lot and that they were actually interacting with that dinosaur when they were taking the blood from the T-Rex. Oh, yeah. That was good. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. cool. Like I was like, oh, that's pretty badass. Oh, and then the T-Rex just like shows up out of nowhere at the very, very end just because he's like, I'm T-Rex. I got to be in this movie somewhere. I got to get out of this place. I and then no one, no one freed me. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, that last battle scene where the uh, blue fights the Indo, they the kept Indo cutting away from it, and then it crashes through and it dies on the spot. Like that was that was very that was all right. It wasn't like a great big final fucking. No, battle. it wasn't a cool fight at all. Oh. But I did like the Indo rapper. 
<laughs> oh, I mean Indo rap. You mean this guy? I mean, all of my songs are. <laughs> I got it. Why do you always put on the voiceover? Hold on, I got a cute. Go to the part without the voiceover. <laughs> you mean this guy? All of my. Yeah, I really liked him. Leave he in was... your fucking errors. <laughs> it's all stated. Wait, this guy? Oh yeah! Oh, he dropped. That was the, that was the hot part right there. Now I want to know how. Oh, stupid voiceover. Song. Oh, he's cutting a video. Never. Oh, you should find just a song with uh, of him without him talking. His name is me. Divine Mumbai rapper Divine. Okay, hold on. All right. Anyway, the Indoraptor was cool, but uh, you know, because I liked the way that he opened the door and he like was creeping over her bed with the hands. That's cool. Um, I like when they introduce you to new dinosaurs. So we had like some that like the 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 bumpy head guy that like broke the walls. He came oh, back and was, forth. Yeah, that was kind of a fun scene too. I think right, he was so in they, the Lost World, but yeah, he's yeah. all right. But they introduced you to that guy. Then they had this like thing that was kind of like a spinosaurus without the spine. Yeah, that was a uh, baryonyx. Oh, yes, Whoa. Barry White. Barry yes, White. It was, it's Barry Ooh, White yeah. onyx together. Barry Bionyx. Yeah, um, that was pretty scary. They had the Allosaurus with the horns, I think, right? They had, they had an Allosaurus. They also had, I think that's called a Carnotosaurus. A Carnotaurus. Yeah, whatever. Carnitas. That's the one Car- with the horns, yeah, that gets yeah, eaten by the T-Rex. Oh, right. Yeah, but they didn't really do much with those no. guys. No. I, I like when they introduce you to dinosaurs and you kind of learn a little bit about them. Like, like I didn't know shit about Spinosaurus until I saw it in Jurassic Park 3. And I was like, holy shit, that thing's bigger than a T-Rex. <laughs> And it looks like a duck. <laughs> <laughs> but just li- listen, think about how contrived the whole the pacing of the Like this guy planned to sell these dinosaurs on a, at an auction the same day they show up to his house and Lockwood just decides to go get them when the volcano is blowing up. Like he had all this time to do this. But they wait until there's an active volcano exploding to do, and everything all happens well, in and, like and a day. If he's planning this out correctly, like I can understand needing Chris Pratt to go over there, right? And I can understand they needing Bryce Dallas blue. Howard to go yeah. over there. But why do you need Bryce Dallas Howard's fucking nurse to come? And why do you need her, her fucking hacker buddy who's playing Shaggy from Scooby Doo? In the yeah. fucking movie, like if if you really plan this out, wouldn't you have your own hacker and your own Shaggy. fucking nurse? I like seeing the kid from the Get Out. That kid was in the Get Out. He was like the main guy in the. He's doing, doing a fucking Shaggy impression. He was. Oh, dinos! Oh, <laughs> 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 uh, Scoob! Scoob! There's dinos! Yikes! What, like what is this? <laughs> that guy's great. How the? There's f- just so much shit being thrown against the wall in this. How one. the fuck is that giant underground layer under that house? Where is all that? You got? You just have fucking cages for dinosaurs all set up. That was actually filmed in, I think, England. Oh, they were originally. I read that they were originally going to actually set it in England, and they were like, wait a minute. How are they going to get there? Why, is the, why would the <laughs> ship need to go all the way to England? Yeah. <laughs> so they're like, okay, California. Yeah. So next year at That's EDM, weird. there's going to be dinosaurs everywhere. Well, what about happening. the whole Indo rapper getting freed? Wait, this guy? <laughs> I'm getting better at that. Yeah, I would like get, to see him more free. Getting better at that. Um, uh, <laughs> uh, like, remember when, like, Buffalo Bill with his balls untucked <laughs> went in there to get the tooth? Yeah. Like, first of all, why would you go in there into a cage? Yes. He leaves the door open, 
And oh, uh, what a douche. That, that was, everybody's dumb. Everyone is so dumb in this movie. Oh, my God. And I'm like, okay, okay. They don't even give a fuck no. at this there's point. There's like They're no just... guards guarding the dinosaurs underground, so they just nope. break out. And... Oh, and there's also like the fact that these people fucking got onto the ship by like driving off the, the ramp. Nobody noticed And that. like crash landing nobody in there. And nobody notices this pe- these people. people. Like yeah. all she does is put on a fucking hat. Yeah. And you're telling me. No one's gonna notice that Bryce Dallas Howard just got on the ship. Yeah, nobody, nobody and, notices. Yeah, like that these people can just hide in the back <laughs> yes. the, that entire time, and no one's gonna notice them. <laughs> well, and I gotta go back. The fucking old man, like, <laughs> what the fuck? This guy's never. The, the, apparently, all of this is canon. This guy's never been mentioned no. in any of the fucking no. films yet. They now he is like Lockwood. John Hammond's surrogate yeah. that was always there. Yep. And like cares just as much about the dinosaurs and ha- walks around with the same goddamn cane. Who the fuck knew there was another cane? With the, I thought that was a one of a kind amber piece. Also, Bryce Dallas Howard was the one that opens the cages for the dinos, and then at the gas moment, she's like, "No, no, we're just gonna let them die." Like, what are you doing, Bryce? Why do you even want to save these dinosaurs? You didn't know shit the first movie. You didn't know what you were doing. Ugh. There's, There's a lot. Everything's just too convenient. The best part happens. in my theater was like when they kissed and they did that forced kiss. Oh, like God. this girl next to me, she's like, oh, really? Like out loud. I was like, yeah, I'm with you, sister. What well, the at fuck? least the first one, again, going back to the first one, at least the first one was kind of like meta in that Chris Pratt was supposed to be like your Han Solo. Right. Um, right. Like were, it was almost like a commentary. Like, this is the typical action hero. Ha ha ha. Yeah. Like, you know, it was all like a little bit of a commentary. Now he's back. But he's got nothing really to do. Nope. And like him and the the him and Bryce Dallas Howard again are going after like all of a sudden they care for this kid like it's this kid was like a part of their lives for no reason. And it's just like you just met this fucking kid, <laughs> and you, you find out <laughs> she's a clone, and you're just like, oh okay. You don't like, even know if that she's human, yeah, right? Yeah, she could be. And, like, and it's just like the the Jurassic World formula is like you always have a little fucking kid in these movies. And it's like this one's like okay, we'll throw a kid. How can we make it different? Clone. I was glad that 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 there was no real ki- super kitty stuff in this. Yeah, like I, they 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 left it for one scene of her like going away from this dinosaur, and then as soon as the dinosaur comes in the room, you got Chris Pratt gunning it down. So it's like I mean, well, this is why I like this movie a little bit better. Well, mainly because of the action. I really enjoyed the action. It's a little bit darker, but like it's so dumb and they don't care. So like it's I'm it's an entertainingly bad like. It's like they tried to make it more serious and make you like think about shit like animals and whether they have any kind of rights, but they undercut it with such stupidity that you can't even take it seriously. Yeah, the the, the cloning thing is something they could have really gotten into, but they like like Greg Boy said, they just keep undercutting. No, they don't. They didn't know what they wanted to do, and you can just make more dinosaurs, people. Why but I will me? give them. Uh, I mean, the the haunted house thing was not something I thought I would see in a fucking Jurassic World. That reminded me of the second movie a little bit. Like there were shades of Lost World. Uh, yeah, I mean, but even like they do it like, or we're gonna go full out Amityville, Amityville yeah, horror. Backlighting, sh- like the bitch. backlighting uh, of, uh, and you see the silhouette. And the, but I thought the scares were worked. Uh, the scares worked for me. Yeah, I thought it was directed better, visually kind of. Uh, I like the practical stuff. That they had, I I did enjoy some of the like staging of how the action works and everything, but I just thought that all around the writing was so bad, the story in itself was so terrible that 
Like, even directing couldn't save this movie. No, you had no. to rewrite this movie. And it, it seemed it dragged. Every time there was no dinosaurs, it just seemed so long. Like, it seemed longer than it was. Scripts are so important. I don't understand why people don't That's care why about just scripts. Just cut out the story. Just show me fucking dinosaurs eating people. It seems like to me they were like, we really want to get crazy. We want the most interest. We don't want to get to the most interesting stuff yet because what was the craziest thing that happened in this movie? The clone. And a volcano exploded. The volcano was crazy. The clone was a crazy twist. Um, I think they're they're trying to get to but the visually point. visually crazy. There was mm, nothing really no, visually nothing. crazy. I, I mean, this. in the beginning, the, at least the in the last one, you had like a dinosaur yeah. battle that was pretty yeah, epic. Yeah, right, yeah, right. That's yeah. that's that was my biggest disappointment. Yeah. In the third act, there wasn't. It wasn't a big battle that I could really get behind. They're just. I think like, also, I thought that there were there was something else that they were working on that they didn't. Exp- they they could have had one more thing, right? You know, well, they didn't build up. I mean, the the third act, the villain besides the humans is that dinosaur, the Indoraptor. Oh wait, this guy. I kind of know what he's saying. Okay, go ahead. Right. The Indoraptor, <laughs> be, but they didn't build up the Indoraptor enough to be like. At least in the last one, the Indominus Rex was the villain right from the beginning. He yeah. killed someone right in the first yeah. act, and he's this unstoppable tank. Whereas this one, they introduce him in the third act, and he dies in the third act. And then one more thing is, I think this movie, they want to get to like the craziness of maybe like a dinosaur world. Yeah. But they didn't want to do that in this film because they don't have enough plot. So they're like, what can we do to bridge the gap from Jurassic World to the, like a crazy world of dinosaurs living with humans? All right, let's just go like balls to the wall and throw shit against the wall, and that's that's exactly what they did, and it didn't work. So the park me. is done now. There's no more park. park. Is gone. No more. At least park. the park is fucking gone. But there's that other island where he wanted to. Why didn't he just put him there? <laughs> the other island where he's there's like. There's also the fact that there's if everything's canon, there's actually two islands. There's Isla Sorna and Isla Nubar. Yeah, the other one where it's supposed the to be like one, a sanctuary where nobody goes, and it's just for the dinosaurs, right? Right. Yeah. So there's actually should be more dinosaurs. On another island. Oh shit! They could do that because well, the lost the lost world in Jurassic Park three is on the other island. Oh, uh, okay, okay. That's the other island. I just the thing that always mystified me is what, why they made winged or sw- or water faring dinos because they could easily leave the island. Yeah, and they do. Like everything, anything that's landlocked is fine. Why, then, why aren't there pterodactyls flying around everywhere? Like, yeah, they should stay? be everywhere. Yeah. They're flying for free. <laughs> What's going to stop them? I mean, it, yeah, it's just, that didn't make sense either. No. The pterodactyls were released in Jurassic World. Yes. And yet they all there. stuck to the island. Like, well, where there's food here. So I don't know. They could have, they should have already left. And I mean, the Mosasaur shot under the, uh, that was cool. The, the, the surfers was kind of Some fun. Good, that's like good examples of good cinematography. Good visuals. You're like, holy fuck. But like, there's nothing holding it together. And then Jeff Goldblum is like, uh, I said three lines. Give me my $10 million. I'm out. That post credit scene is a franchise first, so they're trying to pull a Marvel. Uh, but all right, look, let's just fucking. Where does it stack let's up score, in all your Jurassic Park? Let's score the part. movies, and where does it stack up? Give me a number. I don't even know if I can. I don't, I don't know. Who wants to go first? I'm like, I don't know if I changed my mind. I think Anthony might have changed my I'm mind. I'm sorry. If, I, <laughs> <laughs> if you really like this, I'm sorry. I I'll just, give I you a like number. I was, I'm, 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 this is like a six and a half. Uh, but where does it stack in terms of the what is it six five movies now? It's at the bottom. I don't five know movies. <laughs> Second to the bottom. I don't know. I would go four point five. Oh boy, out of ten, and I would go. 
I think this is probably the bottom. <laughs> I mean, wow. it's either this or Lost World for me, and I, I think this one's worse. Okay, rugs. Wow. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I I was gonna put the. Uh, I don't even remember seeing the Lost World. It's not so good. that's that's how much. I mean, I used to, I used to remember Jurassic World. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, it's more memorable to me, mm. and, and I remember Jurassic Park because of the spinosaurus. Yep. And um. I don't know. I think it's tied with Jurassic World for me. I yeah, thought it was a little I'm, bit ahead, f- but now yeah. Anthony knocked it me back too. down for me. I'm like, it, I'm, I'm, I'm rethinking. It's just as bad. Nothing like anytime you think about something, you're like, oh my god. Yeah, you what, can't what think about fuck? it. But if you just, <laughs> I was just spellbound by the directing. I yeah, thought the directing the was good. Directing so was good. good. That's why I really enjoyed the. Jay the know, has and has an eye for really filming things. Like the, the, and, and it was tense. And it was an emotional content to hit. Yeah. When I saw the monsters, I mean the the dinosaurs have to die. I felt that there was oh that yeah. was poignant. Yeah, he do, he and, knows how to do that well. And there was some certain things like that that were actually he very got well people done. People crying over the brachiosaurus. I mean, that's a that's that, a he, he that's draws a pretty, emotion out yeah. of a lot of his like that's a that, huge the, thing. the shot with the the baby triceratops. I was like, oh, oh wow, yeah, that's kinda, oh yeah, it's kind of sad. Yeah, like he the way he shot the animals in the cages and then like the shadows of the monsters fighting or the dinos fighting. I thought were really good. Yeah, and that scene with the the onyx or whatever, very onyx. Barry, that was good too. Yeah, onyx where he's like. Sh- poking his head and there was lava falling on him and he was like oh burnt. that was great yeah and the, la- the lava ho- briefly illuminates him yes yeah, yeah. some yeah. great horror movie moments there yeah, that was a good suspenseful yeah. tight uh part Dude, that kid like, i so, thought that kid was gonna get eaten in that one it's scene killed by that kid yelling like a fucking woman <laughs> he's like ah i thought he totally was gonna get eaten right there and of course he gets so, away so i i thought that there was some good stuff there i don't know um I guess I, when you put it in perspective, how bad the writing so was, dumb. how epically bad it yeah. was, it's like you can't. I can't give it a pass now. Even <laughs> oh, though, no. like, it's like you know what it is. It's like this guy directed the shit out of this movie, yeah. but it was just a terrible movie. Unfortunately, it's not his fault. I think you got to blame the Colin Trevorrow I think and Derek Donald. Yeah, Colin Trevorrow. Yeah. I mean, it is. It is very clear to me that uh, Colin Trevorrow caught lightning in a bottle with that Jurassic World. I, he didn't. That movie wasn't very good yeah. and. Um, that's one of the, the, uh, parts of star Wars, um, where Kathleen Kennedy, mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy got rid of her, mm-hmm. right? I'm like, you know what? That was probably the right move. They, and he, that he was, go- he was supposed to do episode nine. He was going to do the next movie. And a lot of like the, this first movie world and this one, it kind of reminds me of like what's going on in with these star Wars movies. Cause but- if he's fucking writing bullshit like this, can you imagine what he would have done? Holy shit. And if, you had, yeah, and if you had Ryan Johnson fucking things up his way. I don't know what Trevor would have fucked that up. Again, it's a world where you make one little movie and now you get a big giant fucking franchise because I don't know, uh, just because you do. So he has this three it's movie arc. Obviously, well, he's been trying to yeah. get to this the literal Jurassic world. And uh, I don't know if it, the next one just gets super crazy. It's got to just get super crazy and nuts. I don't know how. I mean, it's not going to make sense that it's no. a world full of no. dinosaurs, no. but if they go that route, that's probably the most interesting thing you can do they have to make up some bullshit about how they can like uh reproduce like they one dinosaur grew both parts and now they can i don't know it, it fucked itself yeah, they'd, have to, they'd have to make something stupid they'd like have that. to go with like the dinosaurs become asexual when yeah. there's no predator when there's no mates around yeah <laughs> yeah or like like seahorses and like the men yeah. the men well, get yeah maybe they're just gender fluid yeah they're gender fluid they go back and forth they well they can always they're explain gonna, it now that they've like introduced gene splicing they'll be like 
Well, we also introduced seahorse DNA to these <laughs> dinosaurs just in case no, here's, we couldn't reproduce them. Here's what you do. The next bad guy like kidnaps Dr. Wu and makes him make a female and breeds them to spread them out and weaponize them. And of course, it all backfires on him. It's going to be the same movie. I don't know. <laughs> it's funny to me that Dr. Wu is the fucking through thread. Fucking Dr. Wu. Like in the first film, he had such a minor part yeah. where he's just there when the one that fucking raptor is being born. He's like just giving them a little information, and like now he's this evil bad guy. <laughs> yes, yeah, it's not. It's a reach. Rugs, did you give it a number? I think I'm gonna give it a five point five. Okay, that's a good number. You're being again best part Indo rapper. Dope. I'm getting you more never, into the you Indo. Gotta rapper. hit the, the the yeah right yeah. as soon as you. <laughs> Let's see how this works. I'm gonna do a little quick mix. Do a mix. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Name one thing he said in there. Eat something about my something uh, was something. Hold on. Let me try again. Okay. He's talking about making tea. Chai. He said chai, which is He says tea. he don't use forks and he don't use spoons. <laughs> I, use, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, Indo rappers are the best. All right, look, I have one piece of speak pipe in our mailbag section. Believe it or not, people are still sending us speak pipes. It's from our buddy Joe, formerly Joe from work. Joe S. There's it. Hey, guys, I just finished Legion season two. Uh, what'd you guys think of it? Also, I'm not familiar with any of the comics. So, if you guys are, what are the Shadow King's origins? Who else is he faced off against? And. What storylines, if any, are relevant to the show and what may happen here season three? Right? I'm on Anthony and miss you boys, but where are my fucking stickers? Okay? Take care. Talking nerd! <laughs> okay, look. That's a perfect speech. Right? Pipe. 23 seconds right to the point. Let, uh, yeah, let's go. work backwards. Uh, Joe, I was going to save a stamp and give you the stickers at work, and then I show up at work and you no longer work there. Uh. So I did get his mailing address. I've mailed them today, Joe, buddy. You'll be getting stickers. Regarding Legion, I got nothing for you. I haven't finished the season yet. I watched one episode oh, shit. and that's it. <laughs> I got like five left of the season. Can you, can you give him something? <laughs> like, <laughs> it's good? It's good, but you know what I noticed? This You can answer about the Shadow King, though. The sh- I'm just, I want to answer this trend about something that reminds me of Westworld and Legion. Is uh, They are both shows that I don't know what the fuck is going on a lot of the time. But <laughs> I do. they're entertaining, they're visually great, but there are parts of both shows where I'm like, I don't know what the fuck I'm watching or what, but it's pretty fucking cool. It's like uh, sometimes I feel too stupid or the show is too smart. You know, well, Westworld jumps around in time I, and so does yeah, this yeah, as well. Yeah. And I think that I hate, I start to hate that after a while because- It gets gimmicky. When you know what time they're in, it's fine. But then they start fucking with you and like, you don't know what time that they're in now. Like, it could be any time. It could be the future. It could be the, I don't know what the fuck it could be. And so then that starts annoying. annoying I have to rewatch the season finale of Westworld because I did watch it. It's five different timelines cut through this thing and you don't know what timeline is what. It's yeah, we gotta do our fucking confusing. Legion, I will get to. And the Shadow King is from the comics. Uh, I don't know. I, I, I heard that season finale is actually pretty wacky. So, Joe, I'm going to wait. I'm going to let me finish the season. I'll give you something. I got nothing. But it's just a lot of shit to watch. I got I started yeah, watching, watching Luke, Luke Cage. Cage yeah. yeah. And then I was like, fuck, I forgot about Legion. 
I want to watch Nick Cage the series. Nick Cage. Imagine. <laughs> imagine there was just a series just, of Nick Cage. Just a reality just being show Nick Cage. of Nick Cage. No, like him fighting crime. Oh. Like he just decides that he wants to fight crime. He What's starts setting. Where would you s- set yeah. Nick Cage in? Like Luke it Cage would just is in be Harlem. set in reality. Like wherever he actually lives. Like he just one day he's like, fuck it. I can't. I'm done with movies. Before I get too old, I'm just gonna kick some ass. I'm just gonna start fucking with. He, lives in he the just suburbs. rolls up on like he just rolls up on some like gangsters and starts beating their ass. Nicholas Cage resides. I'm Nick if Cage. You Google research it in Las Vegas. Yeah. So oh, he can. Go. He can. So uh, he goes and fucks up some pimps. He forces his son to wear like a Superman outfit because his name is Kal El and fight with him yeah. and distract people. I just want to see crazy eyes, Nick Cage, one more time. Yeah. Well, you'll see him again. We're not done with the Nick Cage. There's still yeah. stuff for him to do. Uh, is there though? Uh, there always is. With Nick Cage, you'll find <laughs> you something. always have kick ass part yeah. one. That's true. Oh yeah. That was like the last good cage, wasn't We're it? We're supposed to review Ghost Rider. We'll do that for the Patreon. Let me end Someday. with this. This is the hot debate on Twitter. The debate started uh between Mark Hamill and Chris Evans. Uh, let's just get quick thoughts. Can a lightsaber cut through Captain America's vibranium shield? Oh shit. Yes or no rugs? Yeah. Anthony, I'm going to steal. I saw Mark Hamill's uh, answer to it. I'm going to steal that. It depends what universe we're in. Okay. So Mark Hamill said in the Marvel universe, no way in the star Wars universe. Absolutely. Cuts it up into a hundred pieces to which Chris Evans was like, that was foolish. Now I have a hundred vibranium ninja stars to throw at you. I was like, Oh, that's a good point. That's a good point. But I thought, yeah, I thought it would cut right through the fucking. No, I don't think it would cut like butter. You'd have to hold it it there. Yeah, I think you could definitely get it through. Like, uh, if you watch the prequels, they use a lightsaber to cut through a door. Right. It doesn't just like one. They have to stick it in there, get it hot, and then start working. It's like it. using I a blowtorch. Like if you were yeah. to use a blowtorch, I think eventually it would. But by that time, like Cap would have taken you down, I guess. Yeah, I I don't think it would definitely be probably harder to cut through than that blast door, but it would still be able to be I don't cut. know. Initially, I, yeah, I feel thing. like Captain America would, would wipe the floor yeah, with Luke if, Skywalker. If it, yeah, yeah, probably. With I young mean, Luke Skywalker, like, you I, I don't could, know. Well, maybe, he, I guess, uh, never mind. He used, You can use the Force and crush people's necks with the Force, right? Right, so he yeah. wouldn't even yeah. get close to Luke. Luke That's would just true. be like, boom, stop right there, and then just fucking Darth him Vader up. would kick the shit. I mean, Darth Vader beat, beat up Batman. Well, that uh, we had that great post about Bat in the Sun on our Facebook post. You check out the videos of Darth Vader versus Batman. It's really well done. Those I've are really those good. Oh, really? You didn't know about yeah. Bat in the Sun? No, um, yeah. It's some good they did the shit. Valiant. They did that Valiant show. Yeah, the Valiant the, That they took down yeah. <laughs> immediately. How do they have the money for Never mind. We're not going to. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. <laughs> but it's well done with a lot That's of care. Darth Vader versus. I think they have Patreons. Oh. Dude, and these days, yeah. if you have After Effects and good green screen, you can make a lot of shit in your fucking bedroom. Like you can cut a lot but of. They're this. clearly going to a lot of like some of that's filmed location. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and they got great costumes. Yeah, yeah. the costumes are pretty top notch. Check out Bat and the Sun on the Although YouTube. Thor's costume, the, the guy they cast for Thor, I, I, I had to like have a little bit of a pause. On that. <laughs> I was like this, this Thor sucks. I think they use the same guys for everything. Yeah, that's what yeah. I'm saying. Jason Frank though played Ninjak, Green the Green Ranger. Yeah. Uh, all right, that's the show. Rugs, what is uh, where can the listener find you? You can find me getting into entanglements with Drew McWeeny. Drew McWeeny. <laughs> and Movie Bob. Movie Bob? Of all people. Wait, Have you yeah. really? I like Movie Bob. Yeah. Why are you wait, wait, pissing ha- him has off? Has Movie Bob responded to you? He, was, he liked something in the conversation and then was being retweeted. So he's included in the Yo, argument. Piss him off somewhere. and then let's get him on the show. How about that? No, can basically... 
he agrees with Drew McWeeny that I should shut the fuck up <laughs> and and just I don't know shit and that uh, Grace Randolph is making bullshit up. And I said that's I didn't say that she was right. I just said listen, people are gonna think that she she's got an audience. They're gonna believe her. Is this from this week? Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, <laughs> at really rug boy on Twitter, listener, definitely yeah. follow. Give him a follow. It's very entertaining. If he's not pissing off Cardi B fans, I'll get movie Bob on the show. Yo, that'd be awesome. Yeah. Mike, <laughs> Mike Rips agrees, approves. I got Marlene on. Love Marlene, I'll get, get movie I'll Bob. I'll get everybody. I'll get Chris Hardwick on. Oh, I'll get everybody. Oh shit! Oh, shit. Uh, give it some time on the Hardwick. Uh, we got him on. <laughs> uh, look, listener, thanks for listening to the Jock and Nerd podcast. If you want to buy a T-shirt or some merch, just visit. It'd be easy to get now. Jock, yeah, what does he do? Jockandnerd.com slash shop for official merchandise. Uh, this has been the Jock and Nerd podcast. My name is Imran. My name's Anthony. He's the Jock. He's a nerd. We'll peep you next week, yo. Take us out with some Hindo rap. <laughs> Damn straight. Indo Imran. Indo We've spliced Imran's <laughs> DNA with the Indominus Rex, and we have now invented the latest killing machine. Who wants to start the bidding? This is a prototype. You aim your laser. <laughs> he will blow you up. This is the Indo Imra. Doctor <laughs> Wu, what the fuck are you doing? You didn't learn your lesson the last this time. This is or? the Indo Imra. <laughs> Hello. Hello. <laughs> she came up with it. The, the Indo Imran has no <laughs> neck or belly, so he has no soft places to scratch or bite. Unstoppable. <laughs> His fat serves as an armor. <laughs> what are we making of everyone again? Yeah.